have I got a story for you. Looking at this guest or watching her amazing IG videos on the beautiful sandy beaches in Hawaii. Self-doubt, stress, burnout, probably not the words that came to mind when you saw her. Well, she's overcome being overwhelmed to the point that the late great Kobe Bryant wanted his daughter Gigi to hoop with her. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. Yes, AndrePsyche.com is that cute, quaint corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original things that you, right now, at this moment, have no idea exist. Which calls into question, do they even exist? Of course they do. And most people like you, I'm hoping like you, if you're being honest, are surfing around the web, clicking, twiddling those thumbs, looking for something new. Well, my friends and listeners, your neighbor's Wi-Fi password and the World Wide Web allow you to shop and obtain all of the items created by Andre that you've never seen before. We're talking about literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, podcasts, or any custom gift that your soul desires. Andre, after all, is a freelance creator extraordinaire. So go to AndrePsyche.com and let your spirit guide you. Because each and every item has a story behind it, and it's going to speak to you. Nothing is made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You Pod. Have you subscribed to the Getting to Know You Podcast yet? Did you review the Getting to Know You Podcast yet? Have you left a comment for the Getting to Know You Podcast yet? Just take a TikTok of a second and please do all three on whatever podcast platform like Apple or Spotify you pushed play on. And if you haven't already, please friend and follow the pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Search us up. It's getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod. And finally, we are looking for additional sponsors. If you or someone you know has a business or brand, much like Andre, and would like to expand your market globally, please consider partnering with the Getting to Know You pod. We get to know people from all around the world, and this podcast has been downloaded in over 20 different countries and almost 40 states in America. We're at 1,600 downloads, people. So if you or someone you know are looking to get more traffic to your site, more followers on your social, more purchases of your product, more clicks on your whatever, just message us. Our sponsorship rates are extremely reasonable, and we would love to partner with you. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know. And I've had many ballers on this show, but I'm just going to put the title on you. The baddest e-baller <laughs> to date, Sarah from the Aloha State. Thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. And dude, I can honestly not remember how I came across you through social media, but once I did, my my everlasting image is going to be you swimming out of a beautiful ocean <laughs> and fucking doing like just a dribbling drill down a beach. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I've never tried that. Balls bounce in the sand like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> dude, you put out some of the coolest, like, like you just fucking market so well, man. And I, I don't want to like say market is in like a negative term, but the shit you post is just, it's so fun and carefree with basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I've been loving it, man. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, that's what I enjoy doing. So it, it makes me happy knowing that other people find it fun and entertaining as well. <laughs> right? Like, like, and I don't want to be like, you're just a baller. Although with your handles, I feel like you're one hell of a baller. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> right? Like, so can, can I know a little bit about how you got into it? Uh, with basketball or like my training program? Oh, no. Yeah. Ba- like, dude, you had to be a fuck. Were you always like a wicked hooper? Like in sixth grade, were you just oh. crossing people up and fucking like laughing at them as you hit step backs? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always had basketball in my life since I was a young child, like three years old. My parents had old videos of me always trying to dribble the basketball so I've always played growing up probably since third grade I started playing on teams and then I played all the way um, up through high school starting four years on my varsity Um, and then kind of long story short I decided to not pursue college basketball uh, and then basketball kind of came back into my life shortly after college again. So I do not enjoy anything being short even though I'm 5'10". Um, <laughs> well, it's not too short. <laughs> it, it's taller all relative. Than me still, like, but a lot of people are taller than me. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so I coach middle school basketball in Delaware. And oh, okay. yeah, so 5'10, I'm almost like a center on a middle school team. But right. then when I like try to help out with varsity, I'm just getting like blown up. Like, like fucking, I, I, I've got no value. So that's why I'm like 5'10, oh. as 5'10 is pretty short. Um, but no, don't go short on. um your stories. That's interesting. Why not go college? Yeah. So pretty much when I've had time to really reflect on it, I just became extremely burnt out after my high school Mm. career. Like my coaches, they encouraged me to play at the collegiate level. They thought I could. And honestly, like when I really looked within though, I just knew that my heart wasn't in it anymore. Like the dedication that is necessary at that level I just knew I didn't have that in me where I wanted to do basketball every single day, like dedicate my life to it. It just, it wasn't there anymore for me. So uh, knowing that I just decided to focus on my, my education, kind of enjoy college life. And at that point, I honestly thought I had completely closed my basketball chapter in my life. And it wasn't until I came out into Hawaii where I, met Jose, who is one of my lead trainers now, Um, he brought basketball actually back into my life. And he kind of encouraged me and motivated me that, you know, I should, you know, continue and try to play basketball again, because I still had my eligibility. And at that point, he knew people on the um, local college teams here. And he was like, yeah, you know, you could definitely play at that level. 
And so uh, I, I started training again, getting back into it. Oh, no and I really, shit. <laughs> yeah, I really found my passion again for basketball. Um, so th- that's kind of how basketball got back into my life, for sure. Did you actually want to play in college? Well, so, you know, for me, I always believe everything happens for a reason. And, and uh, honestly, because I was training so much, getting back into basketball. Oh, I feel like I, I know where this is going. Oh, no. Yeah, I, no, no. Yeah, I ended up tearing my yeah. ACL and oh, my meniscus. Fuck. Like, I just, I blew it out playing in a basketball tournament. It was, like, one of my first actual games since, like, I took this four-year break off from after college. And so it was, like, the first game of this tournament. And not it was, like, the first quarter too or the first half oh, and shit. it just went out and at that point though I was I was like okay well this is going to be on hold now the school of playing somewhere <laughs> uh, but what I did focus on was I I really focused on the things that I could still do which was Smart. my rehab process to come back yeah and my ball handling like what I could still do was you know stand in one place while I, while, while I was still recovering right. and, um, just learn how to dribble. And, and so I was really inspired. I think I, I was, you know, be on Instagram or whatever. And I would see somebody doing like these two ball tricks and I was like, okay, well I have this time to kind of teach myself this. And so I started right. going into the gym every day after my rehab, just practicing my handles with two basketballs. And, uh, I just started posting my progress on social media with my rehab and my two ball progress and with that it uh, people just started becoming intrigued by it and they started well kind of messaging me dude it's such an oddity right like you don't expect a whole and are you hawaiian or are you just really tan no no i'm um japanese filipino but i Grew up in actually Santa Cruz, California. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, yeah and so, then I so that lived makes in it, San Diego, and then moved out to Hawaii. Dude, that makes it even more of an oddity, right? Like mm-hmm. the NBA goes fucking like Jeremy Lin set the league on fire with Lin Sanity, yeah. right? Like, like, like there's that stereotype: white man can't jump, like Asians can't right. ball, kind of a thing, right? Right, so, right. No fucking wonder, dude. That shit's taken off. Yeah, I mean, I I never feel like that too. Where I'm just, I'm not the most ideal, you know, figure. What when I used to look at myself? Um, oh no! And I, and I even so had like are. this this kind of self doubt thing of just, I'm not the typical, you know, ideal character for uh, being a. But that's what makes you perfect, a well known figure in the basketball community, right? <laughs> no, no, dude, that's what you're breaking barriers, man. Honestly, right, like your inspiration. Yeah. I, I saw one where you like sham it into a step back or some shit, and I was like, <laughs> "Fucking check that out!" Like that that that's cool, man. That gives people hope. That that spreads the basketball culture it's fucking awesome yeah hey thank you i'm glad you can find the inspiration you know i just enjoy being me having fun playing and spreading that same love and passion for the game and personal growth that it you know makes me happy knowing that there's other people that um can receive that right well so let me ask you this man do you think the two ball coordination stuff do you think that's just cool for videos or do you think that's like getting buckets application? Cause I struggle you with know, that. Yeah. Well, 
I always feel that there are phases to training and there's an importance of always mixing it up and challenging yourself. So uh, for me, you know, I, I feel as though it's a great way to, to help athletes, you know, engage both hands, their coordination, but then also it, it mixes training up and kind of, it's not always the same thing over and over. So if, I feel that if you use it correctly um, in sporadic moments of your training program, that it is beneficial. And, you know, it, it, and again, it, it depends on what you're looking to do for the training too. Is it to, you know, what, what are their goals? Are they trying to get, you know, to this college level at what part of their career are they? And you need to tailor their training to meet those needs. Is it, just to inspire this uh, young athlete, just to have fun and see themselves right. be able to succeed at something that they weren't very good at at all. You know, That's there's just different motivation right factors. I feel like that you can use for it. And especially for the two ball, like I'll do all these crazy tricks in front of little kids. And then Dude, they have literally, to go nuts. it's like, yeah, fucking then, <laughs> you're like a magician, right? Like they're, they're, they're like, Oh my God, you might as well have clown face or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'll do all these like crazy tricks together, and then I I literally break down each thing for them, and then all of a sudden they're actually really doing yeah, it, and, right? and so you kind of show them the potential of you know there's things that you can do, you just you you just got to become aware of it and understand that oh if I just practice it a little bit, you know, then I can I can achieve this, and yeah, for see, me that's with two basketballs, um, a simple way that I can kind of put that dude that's a great example point. for people. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. And that's a great point. Cause I, I honestly had not thought of it in that manner where it's like, there's a certain skill and a certain like value in doing something you suck at. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you don't suck and you, you right, feel great right. about yourself and you're like, holy shit, I can do things. Yeah. And you get like a lot of self-confidence from that. Mm -hmm. um, Cause well, and, and full disclosure again, like I coach middle school basketball, like I'm huge in the off season stuff. And actually like, mm -hmm. as we warm up, like I love two ball coordination yeah, um, for warm up for sure. stuff. Like you were throwing things where tap, tap, whap, tap, tap, whap, tap, tap, whap, whap, yeah. whap. And, and you're just fucking going. But I've had mm -hmm. people be like, dude, why are you wasting your time? Shouldn't the kids be like, I don't know, getting up shots. And, and like, I've, I've always kind of struggled with like, well, I just feel if you naturally can feel right, left hand, if you can naturally just grab a ball and just feel comfortable with like that coordination with multiple mm -hmm. objects, I feel like you don't know how it's going to pay dividends. Like you can't call a play for like the, Hey man, two ball through the legs behind the back, <laughs> same God, same leg, same side go like, but right. you never know how you're going to catch a ball and have to fucking put it in the hole. And like, right. it just gives you other options. It doesn't make you the dude that can only go right. It is mm -hmm. like my thought. And that's why I was interested in like asking about that because I, I don't know, like I'm a huge believer in that weird two ball coordination. Like it just pays yeah. dividends. It, it's like anything though. You know, I think if you balance it correctly, um, use it strategically where that's not all you're doing. Like right. you said, if you use it to warm up here and there throughout the year, you know, you, you dedicate a certain period, maybe more towards their off season or something where they are, again, you're mixing up their training, you're, you're incorporating two basketballs where they're not necessarily using it in the game, but now, right, you're focusing on, well, you have to dribble it both hands a lot harder. So you're working on their strength. You're just 
bringing over all their coordination and, and just challenging them in a different way where uh, because they're being challenged, they're kind of a little bit more focused yeah. and kind of motivated. It's just a and different avenue man. of and bringing then, that out. In them. And by the way, dude, like you dribble two balls at a like an intense rate for oh. <laughs> a minute and a half, like you're burning some calories. You're getting Oh, shape. yeah, for sure. You know, like I, I that's something that's it's kind of under rated i think with people they understand like the you could jump rope for three minutes or we could like dribble two balls and do a bunch of fun tricks and kind of get mm-hmm. the same workout <laughs> like yeah the same oh stamina. yeah for sure man that, that's okay that's int- it, it's it's always good to kind of like check those sort of perspectives um mm-hmm. on that let me ask Definitely. you man how what led to your burnout Cause like, clearly you're like passionate, like you can hear you talk about basketball and you're passionate. So how was that passion like put out, burn out? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. And honestly, when I do look back at my life, I'm not quite sure what led to it. I feel as though there just sort of came a point where everything in my life just seemed very overwhelming where I was just, I was so determined to kind of leave the town that I was in. I I just sort of always grew up feeling out of place, uh, being like a minority uh, in the town that I was at. And so I just- In California? In, yeah, in Santa Cruz, California. And so I just kind of always felt like I was out of place and that I wanted to, you know, start somewhere new. And I was just always like really stressed out with, with school. And so- um, you know, also thinking about school, uh, school was really hard for me all the time. I just, I I did well, you know, I got A's and B's, but overall just like, um, like the learning and taking tests, (laughs) it was always like extreme. Yeah. It was just really challenging for me. Um, like I, I honestly probably kind of had some learning disabilities just because like reading comprehension, like that was just not my thing. Like the typical school system, how it's set up. I just, I honestly struggled in it, but, um, I worked really hard where I was able to get A's and B's. And so, uh, by the time, you know, the end of high school was over, I was just like, you know, like, I don't know if I can, I was kind of doubting myself. Like, I don't even know if I could oh, honestly do shit. basketball along with school. Cause I'm, I'm having such a hard time now. And, um, and did yeah, you, know, you know, did you know the, like the time commitment to be a college athlete? Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's all day pretty much. You wake up early, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta lift weights, you gotta go to practice and you go to class, you know, and lunch and then you know you go back to the weight room yeah, and stuff so, so it's like well, but that's interesting like you're right but how did you know that as a high school student because i feel like so many col- or so many high school kids want to be like you know ballers they want to be d1 or whatever but i don't think they understand the time commitment mm, so how yeah. did you get that like why do you know that how did i know that i knew <laughs> just from oh well you know our coaches would educate us we would also visit like college campuses uh you know go to the like stanford women's basketball games i remember and we were able to kind of um listen in on on some of the things that they told us there i know like movies too just watching like remember watching love and basketball (laughs) i knew yeah right yeah and um but yeah uh, i think I, i just was around people too that um 
had that experience in their life or they played at that level. And so they would, you know, share what it would take, you know, to, to make it to that level. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, I, I always had fun playing basketball, like in the game, all of that. But again, just, I think overall at that point in my life, I was just so overwhelmed and stressed out with other factors of like school, social life, and uh, just understanding already and kind of doubting myself, honestly, that, you know, I don't think I can maintain that on my own at this college level. Like I just really? kind of put that self doubt. I think you're helping me realize this right now, talking about it. Um, well, it it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but this is why I was put here on this earth to help you realize oh, that yeah. moment right yeah, now. I Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really does. Um, so yeah, I would I would say those that those were the factors that really contributed to me giving so, up on basketball. So let me let me pose it in a and I, I don't even know. I, I wish I knew like more clinical terms, but <laughs> like you're a four year starter. What the mm-hmm. why are you fucking doubting yourself, man? Like to start yeah. on high school as a freshman. You're a fucking baller. Right. Like, like puberty is the greatest fucking unequalizer there is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and grown, <laughs> grown woman, grown man, grown person strength compared to a 14, 15 year old, 18, 19 year olds. Like, right. that's a huge gap. And you're fucking hanging. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. I didn't think about that. Well, at <laughs> no, well, like most kids don't. Like, they don't realize. They see themselves as like, man, I'm not good. And you're like, dude, no. If you just knew about life, like, you're you're a fucking, you're a duckling, right? Like, like right. you're not supposed to be, I don't know, a, a swan? That's a terrible analogy. God. <laughs> it, would, it should be yeah. better. But no, like, yeah. for perspective, like, I wonder, does the school stuff and how hard you have to work in school, is that like creeping into your basketball doubt? You know, or? It could be. Um, it, it, it's honestly, it's always been something that I struggled with. And it hasn't really been until the last few years where I've really been able to grow out of this self-doubt um, Man. kind of trauma that I've always had and like now I've I've gotten a lot better especially with this whole quarantine time having more time to myself and like <laughs> figuring myself out but um yeah I, it's just always been something this self-doubt and low confidence that I've always had even though like you just said like I knew I was talented at the sport because you know I'd always be one of the better players on I was always really competitive and like like you said there was evidence because I you know I started for my varsity team and stuff uh but for whatever reason there was just there was just always this voice in my head that was always questioning uh my potential and you know I think sometimes when when you are growing up there's factors around you that um you don't really realize it at the time but they have this influence on you of um of kind of judgment or you know self-judging yourself all the time wanting to be accepted or questioning are you enough are you good enough or worthy enough and so yeah yeah. dude people so underestimate the like social aspect 
that sports plays on a kid as far as oh, like yeah. I got to live up to that fucking role and the pressure that mm-hmm. puts on versus right. I got to act a certain way because I'm this kind of person. And if I branch out into another, like, like it, it, if mm-hmm. you're like whatever the varsity quarterback and all of a sudden you want to get into sculpting, like those kids can actually feel like my team's going to make fun of me and I'm not going to be right. good because I'm not adhering to the mold of what I should be. And is yeah. that something that you thought you were like, were you really into chess and you were like, <laughs> Oh my God, they're going to make no. fun of me that I'm like yeah. into crocheting. Yeah. What it may have been too, I'd have to reflect on this more, but what it may have been too is just like, I was overwhelmed at the time with everything, but also I may have just had this fear though, too, of, you know, I don't think I'll be able to handle all this. And and like just have this fear of not being able to play well at this level and oh. being able to balance school and all these things like oh like I had in my mind too like well you know I'm too small to play like at the at the college level and and it was like if I really didn't have so many self-doubts like uh, I could have probably done it but like I said everything happens for a reason like I have no regrets because basketball ended up coming back into my life right. and and you know honestly it, I could have gotten injured probably playing at the college level also just because um yeah my injury was pretty much based upon um me having poor mechanics that mm. I didn't really discover until after my surgery <laughs> dude that dude so many kids don't realize just basic repetitive correct body movement yeah so important. Yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, that's really what I'm trying to implement also into my program, just because it's something that I personally experienced. And I, I wish I had somebody there that was able to point this out to me early. Cause it's, dude, well, I again, wonder it's something how many, that you're never aware of. Well, yeah. And I was about to say like, how many coaches aren't even aware? Um, and oh, like, yeah, like, of like, if you are, uh, an explosive athlete with, improper mm-hmm. form yeah you're guaranteed to fuck yourself up right i mean you don't know what you don't know right right so, yeah no um, yeah nobody points it out to you and you need a professional eye to do it because you really um, do again man. they're I mean, so tiny these details are so small that so uh, minute you don't feel like you're having pain when you perform a movement but again when you're doing it repetitive over and over all year round um that's when you can start having problems so uh, yeah, that's why I, I'm working into uh, incorporating um, into my program something that addresses uh, injury prevention, and you know, it goes hand in hand with athletic performance, honestly. But it's the details yeah. that really matter. Yeah, yeah, just almost like little like points of emphasis, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Man, I'm so interested, and again, not to um, not to gender stereotype, but. Cause I've known you for what a half hour and I got to see you a little bit on Facebook. I would not. And I guarantee the majority of people who listen are not going to look at you and think, wow, that is a person who dealt with self doubt. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, like, no, like, like seriously. I mean, like you would, you you would say, wow, you're, you know, you're you're skilled. You're in shape. Mm -hmm. You're, you're living in beautiful places like I, I, I'm so curious as to why, why some self doubt. 
Like it, you're having success. Yeah. Like why I mean, fear it's a what's going to come? Great question. I think um, again, just like uh, the environment that you grew up around. If if you're around, you know, uh, people that criticize you, or you know, you're always looking to kind of live up to certain expectations. They, they kind of form these conditions around you that have you always questioning your worth, or you're always trying to do something that's proving yourself. Right. So it's like, you don't have that, that self-confidence within you. And it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't really until like this last, well, each, okay. Let's see. Well, this last like few months is when I like really started to like dig deep with, um, with my mindset of like, okay, well, what are these limiting factors? And right? um, dude, that's a great way they, to put it. They come limiting up. Factors. Yeah. When you like address them and you really like go deep and reflect whether that's journaling or whatever with your own kind of emotions and thoughts, yeah, like you, you kind of unlock these, yeah, you unlock these limiting factors to your potential. And, um, that's really what I've discovered in this quarantine. So, uh, dude, who's yeah, that, that, that's another aspect that I want to bring into my program. This, the mental side of, uh, Oh, huge, huge of, for athletes. Um, everything. Well, athletics, but just yeah. in your everyday life too. True. So. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's, that's poor hosting on my part. Cause I don't want to like pigeonhole you. Um, but I don't know from, I, I just, I, I think of the kids that I deal with on the basketball team and like, mm-hmm. I've seen it when like they experience failure when success is so much a part of their identity, if they don't mm-hmm. have that mental strength to keep going, yeah. it fucking breaks them, man. Like all of a sudden their entire image is shattered and like exactly. life is over. And now that shit gets posted wherever it does for all these kids. And then they're on mm. their phones and all it does is fucking reinforce that because the comments are pouring in and mm. they're devastated. And you're like, and in the grand scheme of things, you're like, dude, nobody fucking cares about middle school or high school basketball. Like, it's not a state championship game, but for mm-hmm. those kids, they can so take it that way. Um, yeah, I guess. And, um, yeah, that's why I was thinking it, about it. Yeah, it, that's why I just feel like it's you know, if you can incorporate this mental side to not just training, although it can be introduced through you know athletics, um, if you can really get a good grasp on your your mental well being. Um, it goes a long way. Like, like you mentioned before, I used to, I used to be like this a long time until like just recently, but, um, like you just mentioned, like when you, you mess up, you kind of still have in your mind, some people show it physically, right. With their actions, they're just down upon themselves after you mess up. Um, but those who continue on the play, sometimes it still lingers in their mind of it just, it's upsetting to them. Right. And it's, why is it upsetting to you? It's because like your mind is still kind of on that past event that just happened 10 seconds, 10 seconds ago, right? Like you're just upset about it. And it's like, you need to just let it go and be in this very present moment, which I've actually just learned to, to do maybe the last few months. Um, Cause you always hear it from great athletes from, you know, people that are very successful, like how important it is to be staying in this present moment. Yeah. Um, And so when you can actually achieve that, it's, huge it makes a huge difference why is that so hard man like so during your quarantine meditation have you discovered Mm. the meaning of life no have you (laughs) discovered the meaning of being present because like i i don't get why that's so fucking hard it's you know if you can become aware of your thoughts most of the time you're either living in the future or you're living in the past 
like when you mm. really catch yourself like are you yeah. like what are some examples like when you no, are you... in the shower like are you actually in the shower or is your mind thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner or like what do you got to do tomorrow you know what i mean like it's like little yeah. things like that where you, when you catch yourself of whatever you're doing right now are you actually doing it right now or is your mind drifting into the past or the future which i realized i was usually in the future sometimes in the past but um but yeah with medication right. and, and all that helps you become more focused on the present dude i i so you were really like growing up or, or let me ask you this what about the future are you thinking like what, what's occupying your thoughts? What are those future um, thoughts? For me, like before COVID broke out in Hawaii, at least I was. Did it really again, break out there? I mean, aren't you kind of fear mongering by saying broke oh, out in Hawaii? I mean, <laughs> well, as in like they, you know, we had to, <laughs> um, what you would call it, be yeah, quarantined, quarantined and all that too, shit. And, and everything closed. Things are starting to get better now and slowly opening up. Um, I was just kind of fucking with you, man. Sorry. I, I just like, 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 <laughs> like, it's interesting to me. Like you're on an Island. I like you, you would think if anyone was the safest, you go Hawaii or Alaska. Right. And like, those <laughs> are the two spots that are going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been blessed to have a, a great experience in quarantine. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What was your question now, again? Well, I was wondering where your mind goes. Like when you're again, oh, like for the example right. in the shower, like you're, you're not really worried about making sure that you get your fingers into those hair follicles and <laughs> get rid of dandruff. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, um, right. So like before, uh, the quarantine was initiated in, um, Hawaii, I was uh, still doing my trainings, right? But I kind of came to another like extremely overwhelming point in my life because I was just, I was getting really stressed out with my work. Like I was always focusing on events that I was planning in the future or like I was always asking myself, okay, well, what do I need to do next after this? And I wasn't like focusing on what I was doing at that moment. I was always, my uh... mind was always worried about so what do the, I need to do for this next event or this next planning of this training and, and whatnot. So is that the major, like, is that your work? Like training? That's how you earn? Yeah. So I do my talkie fit training program, um, full time. Holy and shit, dude. That's, yeah, awesome. I had no idea. Like you can fucking make a living off of that, dude. That's, that's so <laughs> awesome. And like, I don't mean yeah. it in like a, um, like a, I don't know that I, I feel like that came across as kind of an asshole thing to say. No, like, it, it's wicked impressed that like, dude, that's fucking like you can, you're making a living off of your training. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, my goal is to always keep growing myself and my program. And, you know, I got a lot of plans to hopefully just further develop it to help, um, again, the athletes that we work with and even yeah. their families and hopefully the community too. So you're going through stuff and you're thinking about that growth versus what's going on. That's the pressure of like, what's next? What video am I posting? What's the next drill? What's the next interaction? Um, it used to be like that. Yes. <laughs> Not so much anymore because I am, like I said, I'm a lot more present. And so I'm right. kind of able to uh, focus like my energy more so in this present moment of 
reflecting more on what it is that I truly desire, like what, what is my passion? Um, and just kind of letting inspiration come to me sort of, instead of me trying mm. to forcefully go out and, okay, well, this should work. Cause I'm planning out, you know, this here and this here. And so that's why this should work. Like I used to be very, controlling in that way which caused me a lot of anxiety too dude you um, fucking now, you yeah. you a type personality motherfuckers that want to control everything you just yeah yeah i was like that <laughs> yeah like dude it's it yeah that it, i i feel for y'all like mentally it, it's that's right. a hard place to be it really is yeah and and you know like when you feel yourself though uh like your emotions getting overwhelming or something it, like it's starting to become negative like that's a good sign that, you know, you need to take a step back and start like getting centered again and reevaluating yourself and what it is you actually want to do. Because, um, again, you start just getting so caught up in, in trying to control things and trying to control the future so much where your only power is really right now in this, this moment that you can control. So so uh, that's really what I've been working on. Did you discover an online class at like three in the morning? (laughs) <laughs> like, like how did this how did how did you get this realization or what because like I man know, right? <laughs> no seriously right because again like oh. and again i i don't know you at all but just thinking yeah. about you as a high school student like i feel kind of sad man like it sucks as a high school student to have those kind of emotions now oh it's, yeah it, it's, definitely it's awesome that now you got this realization but i'm wondering again mm-hmm. like 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 oh my god this this post and all of a sudden you click on something and there's a guru speaking to you meditating yoga posing <laughs> and you're like that is the meaning i have found happiness like how right. did how did that happen yeah so um i mean that is like another one of my goals like again it it, it seems as though i've finally been able to like discover oh this is how life should be and i'm like how much older now? <laughs> like it took me a long time, right, to find <laughs> it. And so, like, if I'm able to bring this into my program to help kids again, just like control their not control their mindset more, but and understand how your emotions work, understand how to focus your mindset, just to again improve your performance, but also improve just your overall well being. Yeah, mental outside health. of basketball. No yeah, um, th- like me going through what I have in life so far, it's, it's the reason for me to help others. Um, so they don't, may not have to take as long as I did in life to come to a more peaceful way of living and, you know, achieving well-being um, at an earlier age. And so, right. um, but did you like yeah, read a I, book or something? Like what was the yeah, thing? Like so there has life, to be a Life experiences point. teach you, you know? Um, no, oh. I had a, COVID fucked you uh, up that much, yeah, huh? So when I feel as though people kind of have these um, realizations or kind of awakenings when they face a, a significant emotional event where, uh, you know, you're, you're just rocked so emotionally and so significantly, like in a way that you never react to the situation like you, you are. Um, and for me, that was honestly, um, through, uh, my past relationship that I had, I became like the, for the first time vulnerable to somebody and it, you know, it just didn't work out the way that it did. And I, w- I just had this 
extremely like hurtful feeling. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this never happens to me. Like I'm never this emotional about anything. Like usually I can forget something and just move on and be fine. You know, like I'm a strong, independent woman, all these things. And so again, when there, when something like that happens to you, uh, it kind of really makes you um, reflect. And so I journaled on it. Uh, really went within and was like, okay, well, what are these emotions mean? Why is it so significant? And it kind of led me on to this, um, again, finding myself, which for some people, you know, they call it like a spiritual journey or, you know, finding like a more soulful meaning. And uh, that's really what sort of triggered it. And so I feel like for a lot of people, it could be um, certain like uh, situations similar to that. So either losing somebody uh, yeah. that you're close to, Holy you know, fuck yeah. um, it, it, yeah, watershed. Yeah. Or, you know, it's any like traumatic experience that you, uh, go through or losing something, you know, it's, um, anything that, that just really impacts you in a very significant way where you don't typically respond with that type of emotion. I feel like, uh, it is a clear sign that if you decide to reflect and, kind of go within and figure out why it is you you are reacting that way um you can really gain from it and learn more about yourself actually dude are are you a natural journaler did i say no, that right like like do I, you I actually started, journal I literally just like started a few months ago right um i, I feel like and, like that has to it i feel like those people either wind up as presidents <laughs> or like running something, right? Like, like the, these are the people that really take time at the end of their day to like deconstruct that shit and almost overanalyze what's going on. And I feel like that yeah. might be one of the most successful traits in people if you journal. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, like I said, I, this is, I haven't done like real deep journaling. Uh, I, I didn't start until maybe a few months ago and Honestly, for me, like I'm just speaking from my experience, it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, again, like if you are constantly like having thoughts throughout your day, uh, again, and if you're recognizing that they're drifting so far in the future or they're drifting in the past, and a good indicator of if you're at peace with your everyday life is just how do you feel, right? Like just check in. <laughs> it's so how do simple. You feel? Are you, Dude, that's yeah, are you happy? Yeah. You know, I think everyone's goal in life at the end is to be happy right yeah like, fucking enjoy it right and it like yeah, that's it, like pleasure emotion. is pretty fun <laughs> exactly like that's the emotion that i think everybody really wants to achieve in life is, is happiness um so you know you kind of use your emotions as indicators of well how are you doing exactly achieving that and um you know whenever you notice it's drifting into the negative uh spectrum that's um. a good time that like that's Again, if you're aware, if you're self-aware and you well, that's what the journaling helps you to it. do. Right. Right. Like, I mean, well, it, when you see those words, it has to be more impactful than like thinking them. Right. Cause it's so easy for your mind to just like, yeah, yeah. There's something about, um, when you actually sit time aside and like start writing it out or typing it, you know, whatever, but as long as it, it it kind of just focuses your attention though. Um, so now instead of your thoughts, you know, flying all over the place, right, left, up, down, uh, your focus is on this piece of paper or it's on whatever it is you're typing on. Right. 
And so it kind of funnels your attention right there into that present moment of this is what you're feeling right now. This is what, and so your attention goes into that present moment. I feel like instead of, again, it's just kind of drifting here, there, there in your mind. Yeah, Dude, what got you journaling? It had to be a book. (laughs) Come on, man. Like, dude, dude, be honest, be honest. Something, something that's going to make you feel very vulnerable and weak. And I accept you, Sarah, is is it like spurred. If it wasn't natural, there was a tipping point. Something put it in your head where you were like, Oh, got to write this. Let let, let me, wait, wait, let me ask you this. What was the first journal entry about without going into too much detail? I don't know. I don't mind. Yeah, no, the first journal entry was when I had that significant breakup. And like, like I've been through relationships and stuff, you know, like I've been able to move on, whatever, no problem. But like this one, I was like, damn, like this is like hurting really bad. Like, <laughs> like it was, um, usually I can hold, you know, my stuff together. But at that time, it was just was not happening. So um, I, there was just my intuition was just to we'll journal this out. Like what's going on right now? Like, why am I feeling like this? And so mm. I was just, boom, just like, let it go. Like it was all coming out on oh, paper. Jesus. And I was How like, many wow, pages, like, I dude? feel like so much better after. And, um, yeah, no, you well, know, first that was night, my first journal entry, first night, how many pages, how many curse words and how fucking <laughs> wrong was that dick? How, oh, how fucked was, up was I that, mean, that, you know, that well, asshole. Like, <laughs> that is like the first steps of like, journaling like honestly like if you again if you're addressing these negative emotions like you're just honest with yourself like just be totally honest it's just you and your piece of paper so it's like usually you kind of like go through these stages of like well how do you truly feel right so like you're angry usually you're sad and then why are you angry or sad usually because you're fearing something and then well why are you fearing something and it's like well now you kind of like regret this whole situation that it happened and then to honestly like make peace with it so that you can like learn from the experience and grow from it. Uh, you find like the appreciation within it, right? Like why, why did this happen? There's a reason for it. So what's the lesson that I can take from it to, to make me like a better person. So like when this situation comes again, you know what I mean? So like when the situation comes again, like dude, it sounds like you have a flow chart. Dude, like it sounds like you literally Googled a flow chart of how to get through <laughs> a breakup because you just laid that shit out so beautifully, man. Well, You're I mean, like, not even and then this breakup, step, and then this be, step. <laughs> it can be used for a breakup for sure, but even um, just in anything though that, again, upsets you, you kind of go through those stages. Like, just be honest with how you feel. Um, you know, what do you what do you fear from it? Like, what do you regret from it? And then, well, what's the lesson from it? And, and again, like if you, if you really do learn from it and and find like appreciation for that, I feel like that leaves you in a better place of, you know, if something like that again comes to you, you're now at a stronger stance where it's not going to affect you as much. Right. But if you, you if you never address, yeah, if you never address these feelings though, and you never look and kind of, you know, go, um, depict the whole thing. You never take time to do that. When it comes again, you're just going to have that same reaction, right? Or you're going to have the same negative yeah. emotion because you don't know how to deal with it. It's like a fucking general, like, like, like yeah. Washington, <laughs> right? Like, like the, these people I'm reading books about, um, Comanches and how like America was <laughs> battling Comanches. No, seriously. And it, it, it's just fucking amazing how like these leaders, 
really did take the whole journaling as- aspect, maybe memoirs might be a better word, but mm-hmm. they really found value in thinking about what the fuck was going on so that yeah. they didn't repeat what had happened mm-hmm. because what had happened upset them. Yeah. And oh, dude, wow. No, uh-huh. th- there's a ton of value into that because it's what very successful, highly influential people have done apparently throughout history, mm. unless history is lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I mean, for me, it's, it's made sense in my life so far. And again, like I said, I've only been doing this for a few months, but this is definitely well, you're something an that I'm going to continue doing just because it's helped my life so much like <laughs> just the quality of my life has gotten so much better with just me like internally with me so. like how so do you wake up happier more energy are, are you yeah, not like punching people yeah. <laughs> you don't get in fights at the grocery store like what's the uh, yeah so um before I used to wake up and like be in my go mode you know like I said I was always in the future so like, I wake up and be like okay well what do I need to do right away like I'd get up right away start getting ready start thinking in my mind, okay, what do I need to do today? What, what do I need to do here then? And it was, again, and like, I didn't realize it was anxiety, but mm. once I came to an overwhelming point, like maybe a few months down the road, like, it's just like everything built up and it became this like overwhelming stress attack um, out of nowhere. But honestly, it was just a gradual buildup to, to that. Cause I was doing it every day. Um, but now, <laughs> Now I'm able to, um, yeah, I wake up just a lot more happier. Um, <laughs> I start my day just like, it, it just flows a lot easier um, because I am in the present moment as a lot more for sure than what I used to be. Um, yeah, and so- yeah, they, you're just, I'm just. No, yeah, dude, mostly and, happy now most of the time. Right? Like, and, and it's a fucked up question to ask because, and, and you get like, not, and you're not being this way, but it's like the foo foo woo woo, like oh, oh I yeah, found no. happiness, I found <laughs> inner peace, and it's like, well, you can't fucking describe it, dude, because it's like one of yeah. those things where, until you like emotions are so hard to describe, and you're, you're so right, that anxiety really fucks with people, and I I like yeah. how you pointed out as soon as you wake up, I'm sure so many people wake up and immediately think about a checklist. Yeah. What do I got to get That was me all the time. Like, I didn't even realize I was doing that. (laughs) Yeah. No, dude, you don't because you just accept it as normal. Right. And, dude, that wears your fucking body out. Right? No, no doubt. Dude, that will wear, like, that kind of stress of accomplishment will really wear a body out. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I I didn't mean to um, put you on the spot to, like, uh, give some sort of definition for happiness, but I was just interested as to a change like if if you felt a tangible like do i just fucking wake up and i'm like I, i'm 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 chill with brushing my teeth i no longer have bleeding gums because i'm not like scrubbing <laughs> them so hard that all of a sudden i gotta get to whatever kind of a thing or no yeah so now i like you know it's like when you mo- when you're more at peace with your day um again things are just flowing more so it's like i can like have this intention before I go to bed, like, okay, well, I want to wake up and, you know, at, let's say like, I'm trying to get up by like 6am so that I can, Sarah, you don't know, tell me, do not tell whatever. me, Sarah, don't tell me you're a non-alarm clock person. Cause I'll hate now, you. Now I'll I'm hate not. You. Like I used to be, Sarah, like I used to have it, it all oh the my time, God. but sometimes though, like when, 
sometimes like I still question like my me being able to set intentions and whatnot and it falling through. So like when it's something important, I will set the alarm just to make sure. But I still always God, just Sarah. My, I just naturally wake up when I Dude, when the time is right. <laughs> you you fucking people are like Sasquatch where I like talk to you. I've heard about you, but I've heard I don't, about you. I don't know if I fucking believe it, man. Like it, that is no, such a step of faith. Did not. Like, to be a non-alarm clock me, person. Like, <laughs> for like how many years, if you asked me this before, like honestly, like before COVID broke out, like I would have been like, no, like I don't fucking believe you either. Like I don't like, you know, th- these people are just whatever. But honestly, like until you go through it and you start real like experiencing it yourself, you're like, oh, okay, I understand. Like this, like this, this makes sense now. Like, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this because this is great. <laughs> Dude, I, I like. There had to be a mentor that is making this journaling yeah, so no, empowering, right? Had, like, um, I mean, it, it has to be another. There has to be something yeah. else, man. So, um, so after my realization of, uh, you know, being more in tune with myself from my breakup, uh, I, again, I kind of went more onto this like spiritual journey of, okay, well, what does this mean to have like self happiness and self love for yourself? Like this this is, these are the things that kind of came to me. It's like, well, well, what are, what does this actually mean? And so, um, yeah, I started, uh, what was it? I just started like following like on Instagram and stuff more. Uh, You're such uh, a fucking millennial. (laughs) more pages that were related, you know, to, um, you know, kind of spirituality and stuff. And I I never understood it, but when you think about it, people always talk about mind, body, spirit, like there's three aspects, right. To life and well being, mind, body, spirit. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Then why there's spirit in there. There's, you know, there's gotta be a reason. Well, no. So Um, let me pause you there, man, because what has always fucked with me about that is why are the mind and the spirit separate? Yeah, you know, that's a good question, but I feel as it, though the, um, there's well, two, because like, I don't know if you ever hear about like your ego, but... Right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I hear about yeah. my ego all the time. Uh, yeah, so like it's a necessary component though to life. So like that yeah. that would be... The spirit, instance, right? Then, like, so then the spirit's that just that voice that you don't know why you're thinking that but it almost like hijacks your mind. Yeah. Well, the spirits, like when you can really tune into yourself or like, um, trust like your heart and your intuition. And again, like if you are reaching towards, uh, finding the good and and positive thoughts where that will bring you, you know, self-happiness and, um, just again, feeling fulfilled and like the love that you just, need as an individual within yourself, not looking towards exterior, um, you know, for, for instance, like other people or situations, people need to act a certain way. Yeah. But isn't that mind? Be a certain way to find well, it. Yeah. That's what what's I'm that? saying. Like, so what's the difference between that? How is that spirit? Not mind. Um, and know, dude, I'm not trying to put you in a corner or anything. Like I, I I'm know. not, like, I'm just like, it, just, like openly thinking about that because I've always, I've always had trouble with that. I've always thought of like spirit as like your consciousness that is like you're battling to accept or to reject. Mm. And and that's kind of what I was like getting at when yeah. you're talking about like you have this feeling and I'm like, well, isn't that emotion? Like 
guiding um, you somewhere. Sometimes it's like uh, like intuition, sort right? of like when right, right. you're not. So like your mind can. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. This is what I've just think. I'm not like a professional or anything. I don't know. Um, but your mind. Feel will free to play a professional, think, by the way. Your, you can absolutely your mind lie. Will think, <laughs> your mind will usually process. Um, I feel like logical information. I was about to say, yeah. So the uh, mind's rational. Reality. Yeah. Right. What What's really going on in this physical world? What yeah. What are you hearing, smelling, tasting, touching? Um, and then usually you use your logic then to come up with a solution or you right. know, whatever it is you're acting upon. Um, I feel as though your spirit is getting in tuned with yourself. So mm. not thinking so much, but learning to be present where you're feeling more and then feeling as in your acting, your, your actions are based out of inspiration that you feel that is coming from like your heart and your gut. Like it's a, it's a passionate feeling that's inspiring you to yeah. do this action, like follow through with this action because right, right. you internally feel it and you want to do it. And it's making you really happy as opposed to your mind expectation um, again, yeah. logically processing Dude, something well, and I'm, then thinking this is what you do. I mean, I'm sure you've heard, or maybe I shouldn't be, I'm sure you've heard, but have you heard of the term like your mind fucking yourself? Oh yeah. I used yeah, to do that right? all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah clearly, time. clearly. Right. Like, so that's, mm. su I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's super interesting that it's dude, that's weird as shit. If you really think about it, like why does your mind fight the spirit? Is there like this inner thing within you and all of a sudden yeah. your mind is like what trying to like manipulate the environment, but your initial internal spirit is trying to have you just get fulfillment, but your mind on yeah. some level is like, if you just seek fulfillment, you're going to fuck yourself and die or people will <laughs> kill you or this bear will eat you. Dinosaurs will. And you're like, Oh my God. And like, there's that battle, right? Between like you were saying, man, that logic. And then this sense of what is right. What is peace? Mm -hmm. What is happiness? Because yeah. it doesn't seem like the mind gives it to you. It actually seems like most people no. try to turn their minds yeah. off to get that sense of peace. Yeah. And it's, you know, I feel as though it's, again, it's just how we're raised in our environment too. Uh, you know, that we, we're just always so conditioned to, uh, to listen and to live up to the expectations of either your parents, right? Your coaches, your teachers, you as a child, right? You're just, you're just listening to the people that are around you and older than you. Right. And so oh when you're being scolded that, no, this is the wrong thing to do, right. right? you know, then, okay, this is wrong. I can't do that anymore. So I have to do this. And so it's like, you're not necessarily, again, uh, making choices with your intuition and your feeling. It's more so yeah. you're being told and conditioned well, that. Cause you're acting that way. You're acting right. that way because of that spirit. And then the mind gets yeah. brought back yeah. into consciousness because your parents are like, why the fuck is your hair that way? Why are you talking yeah. to that person? Why are your grades this? Why? And, and yeah. So, and then and, the school system too. So it's oh, like, Jesus, you know, dude, the it's, evaluation. Um, it's you like, know, you have to do this in order, you know, to be successful kind of pressure. And so, 
yeah, there's just all these conditions when you're growing up. And, you know, from what I've learned too, is that your spirit wants is naturally wants to be happy naturally, naturally wants to be loving and at this state of well-being. Oh, I, I so, feel like it should be like your compass. Yeah. yeah. Like it should almost be like, if people can find that compass of enjoyment, now you're mm-hmm. not working. That's why so many people are so fucking yeah. unhappy with work. Like there's plenty yeah. of ways to earn money in mm-hmm. an enjoyable fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there really yeah, are, but people get bogged down with their mind and maybe, well, whatever, like their actions, <laughs> but like yeah. their mind can really limit their earning potential or their sense yeah. of fulfillment because they're like, well, I got to, this is the only mm-hmm. way it is. And it's yeah, like, dude, there's, the there's something fucking telling you there's more, like maybe dive into that. Yeah. That, I think that's um, where I know I'm guilty of it too, where you, uh, you feel as though you're going to be happier when you when I'll be happier when I achieve this oh, farther down the line. What a and fucking like, farce. What a fucking yeah, farce. And it's like, you're, you're so caught up in trying to fulfill this future goal where you feel like, yes, I'm going to be much happier when I get there. But you're like miserable in this present moment trying to get there that it's like, that's not really the, the point, you know, there, even when you get there, sometimes you'll be happy for a little bit and then yeah. The same thing happens. You're not happy again. Well, it's unfulfilling so it's like, because results are unfulfilling. It's the process right. that is fulfilling. It's the journey. Yeah. Like, yes. there, there's so many quotes. 100%. Can, can, <laughs> right. Can I ask you, and again, this is, it, this might be part of me trying to be quote unquote woke. And it, if I come across <laughs> as an asshole, you can absolutely. No, and, you, and you have You haven't cursed yet. I curse a lot, but like <laughs> you've been very. Um, I usually do. Okay. Well, feel free to, um, (laughs) but so stereotypical white Sean in Delaware, this is where my mind is going. Now that I know you are of, and you said Japanese descent, right? Yeah. Half Japanese, half Filipino. Is that a cultural thing? Because Mm -hmm. I get to hear all sorts of stories of suicide Mm -hmm. because you are not living up to family expectations type of things. So, and, 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 and I'm again, not trying to be a dick at all, but trying to be whatever, quote unquote woke, like just fucking getting to know people. Like it, Mm -hmm. uh, it makes me really wonder, like, is that some sort of cultural, whether it fucks, like whether it literally is a DNA like biological chemical result somewhere in your body to make you feel this way based on generations of this sort of pressure? Yeah. Or am no, I that, overthinking that? That's a great that? question. Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, it's not and... an asshole question. Yes, not an <laughs> asshole question. Awesome. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I, I definitely believe in that. Just based off you know, cultures, um, the environment that you're surrounded by, uh, again, uh, Asian culture, they, it, it's a lot is based on, again, your success or quote, quote, success, right? right. What is success yeah. what exactly it define it, to right? them? Like fucking, um, yeah, put a number on it. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of it seems to be of, uh, you know, money value, making enough money to support this certain lifestyle, uh, that in their minds will make you successful and happy, right? Because you have this much money and this much, uh, you know, 
success, right? You should yeah. be happy then. <laughs> yeah, which so is a sliding so- scale. Like that shit always, it would be like you you shoot the ball and all of a sudden you have no idea if the rim is going to be 10 feet, 6 feet, or 48 feet. And you're like, yeah. it's different for everyone, which is why it's so interesting. Because I've spoken to a couple of um, people from, I believe, yeah, the Philippines and Japan as well. And mm-hmm. I, I've kind of heard that, which is why my mind went there, like that that sense of success, but it's so hard to define. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, man. I was trying to like reinforce what you were saying. Like, it, it's odd. Like you hear success. What is success? Well, I don't yeah. know. I'm fucking happy. So it, well, it why is happiness not enough? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And because you are, you just, uh, again, like when you're growing up um, and these factors are enforced, right? You feel as though that is, okay, that is the expectation. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so it's easy to get caught up into that and believing and having those expectations for yourself because that's just what is constantly being reinforced around you as you're growing up. And uh, it does, it does cause a lot of pressure. Um, And I I feel as though it it feels like pressure because it may not, you're not, you're not being true to yourself, right? right? You're not being true to what you actually desire and want. Um, And again, you're kind of going through your actions and making your choices based off of other people's expectations of you. Yeah. Yeah. And for the most part, that other expectations are your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so was that kind of your case where are, like, are you balling because there's a baller in your family and you're feeling like no. this need? <laughs> no, not at all. Or, got you. So then was your family super intellectual or what was the role that they played or did they play a role in making um, you feel that kind of pressure? And I'm not trying to always... guilt them. Oh, what's that? Uh, well, I'm not trying to like, shame your parents because it's okay. good for parents to have expectations for their kids. Like fucking yeah. expect your kid to get good grades, put pressure and, on them to get good grades. But it's interesting yeah. when people reflect back on choices they make when they're younger and you think about what um variables impacted how I felt and what choices I made. Because it I don't know, like it's almost like a vocal journal. <laughs> you you, yeah, you self reflect and I mean, you're like, you- huh. Yeah, when you um, kind of look back to, depending on like when you're born or how old you are, uh, you know, at least for my parents, like you got to also like take into consideration, well, what was it like for them growing up, right? What was so their environment true. when they so grew up? And true. for them, right, it was very- People forget uh, that. People so yeah, forget that. Yeah, very survival mode, right? Like the for their parents, right, they had to work hard. They had to work a lot just to provide, you know, uh, it, it was very loving- just to be able to, you know, Eat. see their work translate into a shelter for their family, yes. food for the table, right? That is love being Dude, able to provide that. So, so now, so like, oh, here's something up? like j- just to emphasize that point. Do you? Let me ask you this: Do you put coins into some sort of jar? Do you put spare change into a jar? Um, I think I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I fucking one hundred percent do. And like, I actually <laughs> started thinking, like, why do I? It's because my mom was like, this is what you do in case you ever need money. And like, that was weird to me. I'm like, oh my God, there might be a point in time where you fucking need money and you just have to like grab shit. 
So you're all like, this change in your job. Yeah. Right. Like you fucking get a five gallon jar and you fill that bitch up. And then all of a sudden, if you need like a bed frame or a fucking baby crib or whatever, you like take uh-huh. that shit to the bank, you roll it up oh, and you've got like three, yeah. four or $500. So like, and that's a super, like a really super small, like impact of how your parents perceive the world. Like my mom came through mm. an era where she fucking needed spare change. And yeah, like on, right. on, on like some level in my life, I've always fought so that I don't give a fuck about spare change because Mm -hmm. if you care, I feel like that shit is uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know? So I guess I was just trying to add, and it's a shitty way to interject. I don't mean to take um, away from (laughs) your like train of thought, but that is something that's like super empowered. Like it really fucks with kids when you see, I shouldn't say fucks. It really affects how kids look at life by what their parents and oh, then yeah. their grandparents have been through because mm-hmm. it gets passed down. That's the whole point of family, right? Like generations pass down knowledge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know, like um, again, like what, what I was saying, right? Like or at least for my parents, um, again, they grew up uh, with their parents. You know, their love was through their hard work and being able to use their hard earnings towards providing a shelter, right? Providing food for the family. Um, and then, you know, so my parents, right, they're obviously, they're going to support us in the same way with that love and, right. uh, you know, going to school would be important because, you know, again, they're, they're able to provide that um, opportunity for us to, again, hopefully uh, start a successful life through, yeah, um, that's based you on know, your just mind. getting education. Well, yeah. So, yeah. so again, like people who go through finding success with labor don't want their mm-hmm. kids to have to find success through labor. They want them to find success through their mind. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a huge thing. Like fucking make money with your mind. That's what you got. Be smart. Like it's mm -hmm. easiest way to make money. I'm sorry. And it's funny, man. Cause you told me like, you were like, yeah, I, I tend to get off and I feel like I'm distracting you more <laughs> no, with, with, with like these comments and I feel like you have a train of thought and then I interject and I just fuck it all. I, I just take it off the rails, man. And I don't mean It's okay. To. If I'm helping you, you know, come out with your, your thoughts ah, and everything too, that, that's good. <laughs> now you, yeah. Right now. Yeah. I'm, again, verbal journal. Verb, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know, right? Like, how do you bring I, it back? Yeah, I forgot. No, I forgot. Exactly. Because I keep distracting okay. you. It's such bullshit. It, no, it'll come up again. I was, it, it'll come no, up. well, yeah, just again, it was more about the stereotypical way of the pressure that some Asians can feel. And mm-hmm. I, what we, what my mind went to, and I believe what yours was kind of going to was like what your parents go through and what they emphasize when they talk to you. really can put people, kids in a certain kind of mindset that makes them almost like, Oh my God, I got to live up to that standard. I got to reach whatever that is. And it's, you know, most, most of the time, right. It's parents are trying to do the best, um, for their kids. They have the best intentions because they just want you, you know, to have a better life than what they did. They want, they want to, sort of help you learn from their maybe mistakes or what they wish they had done. Yes. Um, so, you know, their, their intentions are always good. Yeah. But again, I feel like until you, 
uh, again, like if you're kind of living to these conditions based off of, uh, again, their um, expectations, but also just their influence because they're trying to help you through having a better life, it can uh, de distract you from actually again tuning within yourself yeah and well if you're feeling spirit. to make your own choices yeah. you're making choices based off of other people and that's again what we talked about i feel like where yeah. you're you just your mind becomes so much more powerful whether you want to call it ego whatever but your mind just starts thinking more because you're thinking about other people or okay, jumps into control that person is this what i want like you're not really you're making not choices based off of you, you. Yeah. yeah yeah dude 100 percent. and like that that's the hardest part is like what kid doesn't want to make their parents proud but right, at the right. same time it's like what if what makes parents proud doesn't make that child happy. Right. What mm -hmm. if it doesn't fulfill that And I think that at that kid? time, though, too, when you're young, you may not, you don't even really know what makes oh. you happy sometimes. Fuck no. Because again, no. you're just you have no idea. You're exploring. Like, you're exploring. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You're looking at other people's reaction. Again, you're looking at other people's reactions to see, For oh, approval. Well, that made you happy. So then that, that makes me happy because you're happy. Yes. You know, oh, you're thinking in that sense. So let, let me double yourself. down on my ignorance. Is that, an, <laughs> and I'll expose some gender bias because this is a, this is a theme in my very small coaching circle that girls are much easier to coach because they mm -hmm. want to naturally please versus boys mm. who are just assholes and want to fucking <laughs> rebel against everything that's told to them. Huh. So, yeah. and, and I feel like, uh, and, and again, my mind just goes there with what's that implication is, is that a kind of a norm where f most females feel this way? And again, you're not speaking for all females. I'm not saying that at all, but it, it's something that I, enjoy talking about is like, mm -hmm. what's that impact on some mental health where like, imagine how fucking torn you are. If you want to please someone like your parents, but mm -hmm. your heart's not into it. And you really know your passion is the opposite. Like that's mm -hmm. a fucked up position to be in. Yeah, that's a good point. I never um, thought of it like that. As I, I have noticed that yes, girls are usually um, they're just more attentive and they're, yeah. they can be easier to instruct, um, at like, you know, at the, at the younger ages and stuff. But, um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I that, that's, down a, on that. that's a good point though. It, it, it could definitely be uh, a factor of, you know, just, uh, females always being self-conscious of themselves with, uh, you know, the pressure that society kind of puts on them to, uh, want to, again, feel accepted or you know um cared for through again outside eyes or whatnot um again so that you become more self-conscious and so uh getting that acceptance by paying attention right during instructions and trying your best yeah. to do it uh right. to feel that accept exception um could i could definitely see that being maybe a factor as to why sometimes girls are easier to teach than boys for sure did I never you, thought about that. That's a great. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I spent, it, it's funny. Cause like, again, like as a middle school coach, you go on like hour long bus rides and the boy and mm -hmm. the girls team, like they play games. So, and I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Do you coach basketball or do you just train? 
I usually just train, but I'll help gotcha. out at the the teams. I like, I'll assistant coach and help out. Gotcha. So, and I think high school is a little different, but middle school, at least in Delaware, boys and girls travel together, and they go mm-hmm. to a game, and it's like whatever boys first, girls second, girls first, boys second, right? It's almost like JV mm-hmm. varsity, varsity JV kind of a thing. Um, okay. So you get a lot of time on a bus with the other coach. So I coach boys, the other coach coaches girls. And we, mm-hmm. and practices are the same thing. Like you flip, you know, you're three to five, five to seven, and you're always like passing ships in the night. So you're always talking and you compare. And it's super interesting when you get to see another coach with a bunch of players and you're like, why are the girls doing everything he says and not fucking around and they're locked <laughs> in and they're fucking killing it and look at how hard yeah. they're going and he's not fucking yelling. He's not having to scream. Uh-huh. He's not having to yeah. threaten. They're just fucking doing it. And now I got to go deal with these dumbasses, <laughs> right? Like, but at the same time you love them cause they're dumbasses and like, that's part of the appeal. Right. But you're uh-huh. like, what the f- fellas, can you just fucking pay attention for 45 seconds and then do it for four minutes and then like we'll yeah. keep it moving. So it, it's something we always kind of reflect on. And I, I guess what made me think that is while you were telling me, it, it makes me think like if you spread it out, like more like a daughter feels this mm-hmm. and does a female just feel this from an early age and almost like why and this is getting like super philosophical and i'm not saying Mm -hmm. like you have the answer but like why is it that you're feeling this pressure because is it people putting it on you or is it just you feeling that it's there but maybe it's not is that a weird kind of a question am i getting too deep yeah um i'm too deep in the rabbit hole it's a combination it's a i think it is just I feel like it is just your, again, what you're growing up around. If you are always being, uh, if if you're always looking towards your parent or your teacher, uh, you know, based based upon your actions, you're looking for, you know, either reward or punishment right based on your to avoid the punishment (laughs) yeah exactly then you start again just acting out of well i don't want the punishment so i'm going to do this to get to get the reward and that just sort it starts building like your belief system and um and again i think maybe when during their coaching or in their session uh they have that in their mind and again they just want to be accepted or they they just want to not be punished either right so they're going yeah. to yeah oh jesus you don't i don't, be I don't really at. know why why girls do that more that, that's a good question yeah. to think about <laughs> no, yeah and, and like you hate to generalize but i feel mm-hmm. and i believe chris rock like coined this it's a fucking stereotype for a reason <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it, it oh. kind of like i feel like it's speaking with different coaches like females girls don't want to like get yelled at they like it's yeah. something about that whether it's public shaming whether it's the right a- a- an- there, animosity the the fear of not pleasing it, yeah there is um one thing that i read in a book of like feminine energy overall like females uh 
like we thrive to off of being like cherished right or so like and appreciate knowing that we are yeah knowing that we are fulfilling what the coach needs right we're executing we're doing this it kind of gives you this feeling of again fulfillment right like uh you're again you're um fulfilling your expectations kind of within the nature of you uh, of being that yeah your spirit again if you go spirit mind body like your spirit Mm -hmm. is almost guiding you to fulfill yeah yeah there we go Yeah, I take notes. That's why it's easier for me because I get to like write shit down and then I look at it. <laughs> Dude, that's a great point. I wonder like, man, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to get a little more into the psychology of that because I do like the more the more I coach, even the more I teach, like it, it's just g- girls are such better students. <laughs> they're such uh-huh. better players as far as like, they're going to do what the fuck you ask. They're going to uh-huh. go hard in the drills. If you teach them, they're going to 100% like apply what you're trying to teach them. And boys, you're like 50, 50. You're like, dude, I've taught you this. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like it's just frustrating. It's a battle. But then it like, to me, it goes to that whole like alpha male type shit where like they're mm. battling you for supremacy where again, not to say females can't be alpha males, but it, it's like that battle doesn't seem to happen as often or as frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. It, it, it's it, it's funny, man, because like again, on these bus rides, like it's just where our minds go when you get philosophical about stuff late at night and you're fucking tired. You're like, why? When you just go, why? <laughs> Right. Like, is there right. a why? Is there even a why? Or mm-hmm. is it unexplainable? Like, right. Like, is, is it all just different? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, it, and again, sometimes like if it's like the boys are like causing you to like, again, feel like irritated and, <laughs> and everything. It's like, sometimes you like use that as, as like motivation of, okay, well, this is clearly not working out anymore. So it's like, what can we do differently? Or like, sometimes it is like, it's just all mental for them. So like when you can unlock that part to them, that like, it's kind of like what, like we talk about with girls and if they want to um, achieve, like feel that fulfillment of, of knowing that they're doing a good job, right. And they're being cherished because they're doing a good good job. Like you got to find, well, what is it that the boys thrive off of then that yeah. will self-motivate them kind of thing? And Dude, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, though. I'll, I'll have to start doing that, too, kind of when I start my trainings back up with my kids. Like, really look within, uh, uh, again, like, what, what will right. bring out the best of them? Like, what's going to well, self-motivate dude, each one of them? Even the way you, like, speak to genders. And, again, every person's different. But there mm-hmm. does seem to be, like boys in in my experience respond so much better to like drill sergeant type tactics where you fucking mm-hmm. yell and you're just like getting in them and like it's like oh and the testosterone starts <laughs> flowing where like that shit can like shut girls down and they're like mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on i feel unsafe <laughs> And it's like, well, maybe you feel unsafe because there's this six four motherfucker that weighs 130 pounds more than you, like yelling. 
And yeah. who wouldn't feel uncomfortable if some creature that's two times your body weight and is yeah. able to get twice as loud at you is fucking yeah. bearing down at you with some intense eyes where dudes, yeah. dudes seem yeah. to like, fuck you. I'm going to rise <laughs> up like that. That's almost like uh. their internal, whatever survival mm. mechanism. If you want to mm-hmm. go again, all like whatever, like not prehistoric, but biological. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you say that shit and it makes you sound almost like a fucking sexist where you're like, <laughs> all of a sudden you're like limiting and I'm not trying to do that. But it, I feel there are some like universal truths. There are some commonalities in coaching yeah. the different genders. Definitely. I mean, I was actually um, like reading a book though too that, yeah, I mean, every everybody has, you know, both characteristics of um you, you want to call it like feminine, masculine right. kind of energy, right? Like masculine yeah. um, being, you know, and, um, yeah, ambitious, action, goal-setting. Yeah, the very action and get it done kind of yeah. attitude. Almost right? impulsive, then, like just fucking snap of the finger. What? <laughs> like, yeah, like you're right. fucking just tight. Like you're tight mm-hmm. all the time. Calm down. You're too tight. <laughs> yeah, so there's like that masculine side and then there's, feminine side too right of you know creativity uh nurturing self-expression relational thoughtful (laughs) yeah like like way better qualities (laughs) (laughs) yeah like every human being though has a mix of the two and it's like yeah you know like yin and yang right the balance of, of both is what makes us uh but like that's the beauty of competition is it brings out that you don't have time to like have 30 parts to you. You have time to mm-hmm. have one part. What the fuck are you mm-hmm. going to do? Right? Like, You're right. And, and like, that's part of the appeal of competition is like, and the challenge of being a coach is figuring out when like rubber meets the road, how do your mm-hmm. kids respond and how do you need to prod, poke, question, encourage them to get them to their best level because for most mm-hmm. kids it's completely different. Yeah, oh yeah, cuz everyone's all over different. that spectrum, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then again, like if you uh take into consideration to all the aspects that could be affecting them, you know, um outside of basketball or you know, where right. their minds at, oh, how yeah. how well are they taking care of their body with, you know, nutrition, sleep, all that, like oh, it's yeah. everything. God becomes a factor as to well what will bring the the best out of them because everyone is experiencing something different oh dude you're you're so fucking right about that (laughs) (laughs) which and and like so i'm a coach and i'm a teacher like that's something that's can be completely overlooked is like holy shit you didn't get enough sleep oh my god you didn't get any food to eat wow you were shuttled between three homes and you actually didn't see a parent tonight Mm -hmm. like no wonder you're in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, and it'll say um, a lot, too, I feel like. Like when kids are uh, maybe, you know, acting out in some eyes or they're not, you know, paying attention or you know, they're doing something to kind of get attention. Like usually there's always oh. like a meaning for it. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, hundred fucking yeah. percent. Hundred and so like when you <laughs> – yeah, so like when you can – again, control like your own emotions and kind of come to more of an understanding. Which is again, why it's like, you're, how, you're an adult, yeah, right? Like, like you should fucking be able to. Right. And it, and it comes more of, uh, 
again, if you are a really good coach or a really good teacher, again, your job is to bring the best out of that athlete or that child, whatever it is. So it's like, and if you're the one that can understand the situation more, um, again, if you're able to figure out what the kids needs are, um, that's the key. again, that, that's how that's you can bring the best out of them. I Dude. Think. And then that kid will fucking latch onto you. <laughs> like that, they, like you figure that out and you feed what that kid is hungry for. Mm-hmm. That kid will love you like almost unconditionally. It's amazing when that happens. It really is. Yeah. All right. So that was one hell of a tangent. And I wrote down a question <laughs> that I wanted to ask you. Um, sure. Did you have a person that you were seeking approval of? Cause it is the getting to know you pod, Sarah. So like, right. we just went down that whole philosophical tangent going yeah, about the did. typical females, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, dude, that shit interests me so much to like bounce ideas yeah, off people. I love people. talking about stuff like this. This is, this is life. <laughs> no, well it is like, right? Like, like, and this is what professionals who deal with kids talk about, honestly, at least in my mm-hmm. experience is they, they really fucking care about like, how to yeah. best motivate all sorts of different people, mm-hmm. right? Because kids are in all sorts of different places in their lives. But what I'm interested in is going back again to you, because I'm trying, I guess I'm trying to whatever, like stay on brand, if that fucking means anything. But like, did you feel that sense of approval, that seeking towards anybody? Or was it just more like generalized? Like you just knew I'm supposed to. I think it was literally like everybody. That oh I, my like, God. Are you serious? You know, like, um, well, when I really think back at it, like uh, a lot of it was conditional. Like at times I felt, you know, no, I am doing stuff for me. This is what I want to do. But it also came to a point where like, I was just putting pressure on myself. There was nobody that oh I was God, necessarily trying to approve, but it was like, Cause I, I don't know, maybe had this, um, uh, again, self pressure growing up, whether that was from my parents, coaches, teachers, you know, I think it was a mix of all of that growing up that I was always seeking approval from outside eyes that by the time that I got older and, you know, I started doing like talking fit and stuff. Um, even though I was making choices on my own, I felt good about it. I was passionate about the things I was doing. I was independently making stuff happen. Um, there came a point though, where I was like, I realized that I was just putting pressure on myself. Like I was stressing myself out as I'm thinking like, well, how am I going to improve talking fit? Like, what are we going to do next? How am I going to make my program better? Like, how am I going to make this grow where it, it, I became my own, um, like worst critic sort of like I was just putting so much pressure on myself. Oh my God. Um, So that's I'm sorry to cut you off. And that's part of what, no, um, what, what sucks about not having video is I can't read body language. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just, I always feel like I'm a interjecting asshole, but when I was asking, I was going so much more like formative years. And I find it so interesting that you went with more, your like professional years with your business. Oh, oh yeah. And, and like, mean- like, dude, keep going. But like, that's interesting <laughs> as hell. Like you're, you're a grown woman. That's like, pretty successful and you're still feeling that as you're going through your business 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that was probably the most recent when I realized, like, before, um, again, the quarantine was issued, like, I was putting so much self-pressure on myself, uh, thinking that I need to make this grow, I need to make my brand uh, grow, I want to be successful kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so who are you trying to do that for? Like, because you want to have a beach house? Because you want to hear people say particular things? things about you like where yeah you know I think I don't know what it came from it was like just me wanting to succeed and I guess prove to myself that um, again like I am capable and worthy of achieving these uh, you know achievements in my life when now though that I've really had time to take a step back kind of find myself more get more in tune with myself it's it's still this desire to achieve these goals but it's it's not pressured it's more of me allowing this inspiration to flow to me now and me taking taking it in flow not me trying to like force so much and use my mind so much to like think everything through like to the t right man you so you really do mind fuck yourself all the time huh (laughs) <laughs> like you just over fucking think everything, don't you, Sarah? I'm kind of unfucking the mind now. If you want to think of it like that. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds so unpleasurable. I like, <laughs> <laughs> dude. No, I was so hoping you would keep going. Like, <laughs> the, so yeah. But I mean, you have been like the whole un like the journaling. That's how you're unfucking your yeah. mind. You know, like and yeah, definitely. It's man, that's uh, again. And like to be like stereotypical, if you looked at you, if someone were to look at you through social media, Mm -hmm. there's no fucking way they think that all that doubt is something you're battling. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. (laughs) Yeah. Not as much anymore for sure. I'm not, I'm not trying to put you there or anything, but like that that you've battled it. And by the way, I guess you've won by like 20. Was it a blowout? You defeated them, right? Seven game series. You're the champ. And what? Uh, or so who is it? That, that was me trying to be clever with like you beating doubt in, as in like oh, a basketball reference. Doubt. Like you swept them. You fucking blew them out in the oh, championship yeah, game. Yeah, I'm a lot better where, where I am now. Um, you know, it's like every time I do have a moment of I know I can recognize it now though. Like when I feel, well, why am I feeling doubtful of this? And then again, like when I address it, I'll like journal it. Then I feel as though I, I gain from it and, yeah. and I just become more confident. And so it's, uh, yeah, you just, you keep doing that and you notice that you're just a lot more stronger. You're a much more stronger individual and you really build confidence through that. And so now I'm, yeah, I'm just at a much better place. I am comfortable with who I am, what I'm doing, and I have all the confidence in me to, you know, achieve what I want to achieve. And I know that, again, everything will come uh, when it does. And again, I just, I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. So uh, it's not so much of me trying to control the situations and fearing, yeah. uh, dude, that... fearing messing up or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, if I mess up and stuff, I mess up and stuff. It's just, 
again, well, just staying present and that's what doing fucks, what you want to do. Dude, that's what fucks so many people up is like that feeling of control, right? Like they just mm-hmm. want to control, but yeah, when you're out you really of don't con- have control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as soon as yeah. you realize that, you just fucking go almost. And again, like jellyfish, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but like let the fucking waves take you and learn how to mm-hmm. ride them. Right? Yeah. Like, don't you can't fight the waves. No, like it, dude. They're unbeatable. Like Father Time mm-hmm. and the waves, undefeated. <laughs> they always mm-hmm. win. And yeah, the people that need that control um to feel good like that's that that can be a very bad place when that control when they feel yeah. out of control sometimes it's to feel good and sometimes it's uh through, like they're more so operating out of fear like fear of messing up or fear of failing yeah. um no yeah which can also yeah kind of take over someone all right, man. And I don't know how to bring this up in a sensitive way, so I'm just going to fucking ask you to go really deep into it. You've brought okay. up this breakup several times. <laughs> I so fucking need to hear about this breakup. Who is this dickhead? What the oh. fuck is wrong with him? And oh, and I'm no. just going to start with a fuck you, bro. You blew your no. chance. Oh, um, no, it was just... um. Gosh, I didn't even realize this guy's going kind to of be on like all kind of podcasts. <laughs> but it's part of my, it's honestly part of my life story. And dude, it's it, important. Again, like, dude, people go through these breakups, but yeah. like, and, and they really affect you. And sometimes when you. It's just funny when, thinking how this is going to be like on every podcast. Like I didn't, I don't have this intention of doing it, but it's honestly a very significant point in my life yeah, that's cl- led me to just such a better life. That, dude, clearly, <laughs> like, clearly clearly that's what i'm saying and again like no shade by the way fuck you bro you blew your chance but no shade like dude like like help help me understand i have no context like build me up in the relationship super romantic and all of a sudden he fucking cheats on you like 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 take your time help me understand why this relationship Um, had such an impact on your life i guess it was um yeah, it was just very uh, significant, something that I never experienced before. Um, no, you know, see, I've stay been there. In relation- go, like, no, I've no, been no, in- go. Why? <laughs> Why was it so? You want to rush. You're trying to get to the hoop in two dribbles. I'm going to, I'm, Calm I'm, down. I'm, I'm easing my way into the story. I'm Got you. To I'm sorry. I'm being story. pushy. I'm being pushy. I apologize. My fault. So, yeah, I've, I've had um, long term relationships. I've, you know, met guys and stuff before. Um, and I've never had like, or I would say like, I did feel like I was in love in past relationships where, uh, you, you know, you feel comfortable with a person right. you can rely on them. Uh, you do caring things for each other. And, you know, that's what love felt like. Um, and so with my last relationship though, it was just, for me at least, it was just like, and I thought it was neutral. It seemed neutral at the time. Um, we both just experienced something that we never felt before. Like all past relationships, long-term, whatever you were in that you thought were love, it just wasn't real love. Like what we experienced. Cause there was just this, um, I don't know if people have experienced this before, but like just an energy that 
when you're with somebody, it was very significant and powerful that it's like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, uh, nobody's experienced this before kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so again, it was, uh, so what got so you there with, with uh, this person? I, like, you know, eyes, this is when I started hair? getting like spiritual, I feel like, and it's just like uh, this whole soul connection kind of thing. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. That's why. Cause it's, it's literally energy. Like it's a feeling that you have with somebody because um, of that's humor not like, describable really like th- dude there had to be a trait that kindled it like humor <laughs> physical attraction i know i like i, um, I get deep on the shit and well, again not really because it's like i mean i've like i've did guys with that before and it's like i still didn't have this <laughs> again like this significant like you, soulful feeling like that's all i can really describe it dude, as like it was you just use, so different you use pronouns so well and so like <laughs> so so like 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 your mannerisms i i, I don't know like oh. like you're so fucking polite with it uh like i i feel again it makes me feel bad for cursing because no, you you I'm just like, be you it's, it's always about just being you no well yeah exactly yourself exactly but like <laughs> It, it Well, again, that's something that has interested me is when people feel that connection, it's like, can you quantify it? Or is it just yeah. this thing where you're like, I can't fucking describe it. I, I just it, know I yeah, feel it's it. Definitely that. It's definitely just, again, you, you're feeling like, gotcha. um, it's so significant. Cause it's just like, I've never felt that with anyone before. So mm. because it was like that, too he was able to um to really like open up my heart honestly because I was so um I had a hard time being able to like express myself like express my emotions and like talk about how I felt and everything well I haven't so, I haven't felt that way by the way but go ahead oh <laughs> I mean this was right this is like when I met him right so a while ago yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so yeah he brought that out in me initially mm-hmm. So I felt very safe uh, and secure, like around him. And then, you know, along with these feelings that I described, uh, it was just everything was really good. Um, and so I, I kind of, for the first time, I guess, let myself be at a vulnerable situation because I did feel so open and, uh, you know, safe. And I can, oh, I can like actually express myself. Like this feels good, everything. Um, so yeah, when. Can I ask before you move on? Like, just, no, no, <laughs> yeah. Whole, well, yeah, obviously, right? Like, again, dick. But what, um, <laughs> like, and, and, yeah, I'm hating on him, so you don't have to. But what, um, <laughs> like, what's your time frame in life? Are you tearing your ACL? Are you a college student? Are you like oh, developing was... your brand? Like, where are you at in life? When did Walters? this happen? No, this was uh, the beginning of the year. Yeah, this is beginning of the year in January. Oh shit, this, this current year, pre-corona. Yeah, like before. Oh yeah, corona. pre-corona. Oh my corona. god. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, Got you. So yeah, I was just um, again, just I put myself basically in a very vulnerable situation, which I never did before. Like I kind of always had my my shields up, I guess, my walls up. Why is that? Um, what's that? Like why? Why with the other, like you just didn't vibe with those guys or why I guess not go deeper? So. I don't, again, I just, I feel like it was this deep 
connection that's uh, undescribable where it just it it somehow touched me where I was able to just like let go and and allow myself to like really truly open up my heart kind of and he had express my like love through again what I was feeling more so um so yeah when that time came when he just really changed he just kind of like switched on me all of a sudden out of nowhere that can um, happen wait no now now i feel you're rushing i feel like i can appropriately <laughs> interject like that kind of change come on sarah uh well i mean we, we had like our, you wake um, up a wednesday morning he and ended all of a sudden up having to move uh, he had to move uh from his job so and his job was pretty stressful but whatever the reason was um, you are so polite. Just, you are such a nice just, person. <laughs> you are such he just a nice changed person. and didn't want, yeah, wanted to continue. So it was what it was. And yeah, we've, but again, it was, it happened for a reason. And again, like if I didn't experience these emotions, like he's helped me grow so much of just, again, not not depending my happiness on somebody else, but being happy, providing my own happiness, my own love. And again, uh, he's helped me kind of face this self doubt mirror that I've been able to, um, you know, address and overcome. So I've grown tremendously due to this one person that's come into my life, um, and affected me in which seemed like such a, a negative way at the time. Like it right. wasn't fun at the time. Yeah, um, but, but again, if, if you can truly look to see what the positive aspects are out of these negative situations, you can really grow from them and, and make yourself a better person. And, and it just suits you uh, to be stronger in, you know, future experiences. Dude, how did he, Wait, who broke up with who? <laughs> he he broke up with me the day after my birthday. <laughs> oh my God. No, the day before my birthday. <laughs> before. So, and again, like, dude, I cannot, your, your professionalism is off the fucking charts right now. Um, to <laughs> like, <Okay>. dick <laughs> move, bro. Wow. No, Fucking no time but, and know, place. No, no, but he, all right. so, so again, how, like, don't tell me it was a fucking text message. Oh, uh, I think it was. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. You're lying. Uh, You're lying. But yeah, I mean, it was what it was. And oh my God, you, you were know, so nice. Like we've, you so we've don't want to be stuff, negative but... to this guy. My man, how long were y'all dating for? Uh, you know, that's the crazy thing. It was really, uh, like about a month or three weeks before he had to move. Oh my God. So, so it, it was, that's that why, intense. that's why it was just so significant. Cause like, I would never feel this way towards someone in such a short amount of time and yet like want to try to, you know, pursue something, even though he moved. So it was very, uh, that's why it was just so significant that this would normally I would, wouldn't typically um, feel this way towards people, which is why, again, it kind of like just took me off guard and like really was hurtful to me because like these were just things that I never experienced before. How much is like you as a competitor? Because I feel like you're competitive as hell. 
Like how much of it is like you took an L at all or none? No, definitely not. Like I'm just weird for asking. I always feel like I initially, yeah, initially I just felt like. Do you Again, know what like, I'm well, saying? What I'm not I trying to be wrong. A like dick. you're questioning yourself, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what people like, do. I'm questioning like, myself, like, well, yeah. what did I do wrong? Exactly. Like, uh, you know, I'm not good enough or whatever. Like, there's obviously something that I did. Like, you kind of think of that. Um, but again, every oppor- like any situation is an opportunity for you to grow. And like again, like I said, at that time, it didn't feel like it. But when I started diving into my emotions and and started looking within myself like these are just reflections of what I was you you know what I was thinking of myself so it's like it helped me address that and it's helped me become a more confident happier independent person on my own like I don't I don't need somebody else to provide happiness for me like I can do that for myself dude that's such a power position to provide happiness (laughs) for yourself And it's funny because again, like not to fucking harp on a journal or whatever, but like, I don't think it, like if you recorded what you say about yourself and then you looked back and maybe like analyzed the words, Mm -hmm. you could be like, dude, why have I been fucking yelling at myself for like two months? Or why Mm -hmm. am I talking shit on myself for fucking three weeks? Right? Like, like people don't realize what their mind does to them. Um, Mm -hmm. unless they write it down and they actually like think about like, Oh my God, I'm really, I'm just being a jerk to myself. Like, let me help. Yeah. Writing or like you said, even just recording yourself, talking to yourself, like either way. uh, Yeah. So yeah, I don't even just let it flow out. You know, I mean, I don't even publish these podcasts. I just listen back to them so that I can get better mentally. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's so yeah, I was like, D? I don't... <laughs> How fucked up would that be? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's just for your personal girlfriend, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, exactly. Dude, that would be awesome. It's like, yeah, I'm 50 episodes deep with um, guests and haven't published anything because I just enjoy <laughs> finding out about myself. <laughs> I feel like wow I, I like police should kick in my door if i get to that point that's all i'm saying <laughs> it would be like some buffalo bill type shit um <laughs> dude you gotta tell me about the text message what was the I, I i can't believe i fucking nailed the text message i knew he was a fucking text breaker upper by the way by the way can i get props can i get a high five for fucking calling that yeah how did you know how did dude you know? dude i'm up so the more I talk to people, and this is a side note, like, and and like humble brag, what the fuck ever, like you have great handles. I have really like almost supernatural ability to understand and just fucking anticipate nice. what the fuck that's, happened. That's that intuition. That's your spirit. You're tapping into. Dude, it's something. <laughs> like you can just fucking see it playing out and you're like, oh, yeah. this motherfucker. <laughs> like you can just see <laughs> You can just see, like, based on everything I've heard about you, I'm like, that motherfucker's a like, yo, I'm out. Like, like, yeah, like, like, just much. like, that's what happened, pretty much. Right? So, dude, no, I know you know the message. What was, like, what did he send? And what did you reply, actually? That's even fucking better. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't remember. It was, you a, do. Come on, man. Stop. That lying. was a hard moment. Um, no judgment. No, he just uh, stopped you know, um, talking to me as much as 
he was. So he's like distancing himself. Uh, and then he ghosted you. Uh, and then the next, yeah, the next day or whatever, the day, the day before my birthday, he just, he just texted saying that he, he just didn't want to, or he didn't feel like it was going to work out or whatever. Um, what was your emoji? Yeah. What emoji did you re- reply with? Oh, I don't think it was. I'm emoji. just kidding. I know, I know, like it wasn't whole, a fucking emoji. It was like a whole spiel of like, well, what, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's because that was the first time you were just like that open, and you're just fucking like you're hurt. It's it's like well, a yeah. Wound, I mean, it was. Right? Um, it seemed it was uh, like it was definitely like both ways. Like we were both. Uh, experiencing you know something that we never experienced before and then all of a sudden you know one of us just flips the switch like a whole 360 and it's like okay was was that real was that fake like I don't know yeah yeah Yeah. it's almost like a summer romance kind of a thing where it's so impassioned for that like time Mm -hmm. why couldn't it work like how far away was my man or I'm sorry what was that asshole he was no, I'm just <laughs> he's okay. Like it's okay because everything's all good now. Hey, um, Sarah, I'm on your side. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, I, <laughs> dude, I ride or die with my podcast guests. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm all in. That's good to know. <laughs> um, like he was side. in another country. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah. hard. That that's a different level of long distance. Yeah. Um, again your profession okay. your professionalism i love how reserved you are because you can so <laughs> tell you're just you, you don't want to shit on people man and that's like a super great characteristic uh, in people no, like no, no, it, because, again i like found I'm, myself where like i can just see the good in like a lot 100%, of situations now. <laughs> no dude like and uh, exactly like i get that vibe you're not like trying to be that negative you're trying to like i used it and it yeah, like it is what it was yeah. and it happened for a reason. And, you know, that I think that uh, uh, um, the purpose of it has has passed and it's I gained what I needed to gain from it. So, Dude, and I'm going to super pivot to try to take you away from this um, emotional yeah, no, pain. It's your podcast. You can- <laughs> You're so nice. Again, like the politeness. Dude, how are you in Hawaii from California? I've been wondering that too. Like, how do you get um, to Hawaii? In college, my department set out an email uh, saying that they had an internship in Hawaii for a few months in the summertime where uh, you could live on base and, you know, you can do your internship and be in Hawaii for the summer. Uh, so I applied for it and I ended up getting the internship. So I was out here for uh, the summer, I believe, of my I think my junior year in college and so I just really loved the island I fell in love with just the environment the vibes the people were great the food was great oh, you know, God, I loved the, the food, outdoors the beaches the yeah fucking so, food, man food is the number one dude if you got good food where you're living you're gonna be happy yeah and so and I love it like it's it's very diverse though you know with is just, it really yeah, there's, I mean, the, the locals here, there's, there's people from, you know, a lot of the Asian countries come over here, and then there's the military too, so like, and all the tourists that come, like, it's just, there's all types of people, Gosh. well, I mean, not so much tourists right now, but, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and things are, are going, there's all kinds of people here, so, 
um, yeah, I just I decided to move out here after college and what made uh, you apply? That, though, I, well, I was going to say, what made you apply for the internship? Well, I mean, it was an internship that you that paid for your living to be in Hawaii for the summer. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm apply to that. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you apply for that? <laughs> you know, you know, you should have said there. Um, hey, dude, stupid fucking question. That's what you should have said. <laughs> so, and then I was, I was surprised. I thought, wow, I got it. So, Shit. yeah, I was out here for I think about three, three months, or maybe a little over three months. What was the job? Like, what, what, what did you do for the internship? I, I originally actually applied to be in the MWR fitness department on Pearl Harbor Hickam. But I think they saw my resume and they saw that I had experience working with kids. So they ended up putting me in the youth department. So like I would uh, work with the kids and like the daycare programs and um, pretty much just help out there. And when the kids would go like on field trips or whatever, uh, we were just kind of there as assistants. Um, I, I don't know what the, was it MWR department? Mm-hmm. Like, is that the, like, I, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Oh, like, why are they looking means. for like, people? Got you. I forgot what it stands for, but. Okay. So but it was almost much, like a uh, summer. It, am I, am I thinking about it the right way where you're like a summer camp counselor, but you were hoping to be with older people at first, or is that wrong? Right. Well, um, I thought I was going to be working like in the fitness department, but yeah, it, it was pretty much, I wasn't a summer camp counselor. I was more working in their youth department. Uh, so learning kind of how to run a youth department, but also oh, shit. Dude, working that's like valuable. within, with the kids too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, that's fucking so valuable. Like a as hell. So almost like a boys and girls club. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh pretty much like programs for the kids uh that are on you know like the military or that are in part of military families. Gotcha, uh, so it's just gotcha, a bunch gotcha, of different gotcha, programs gotcha. for kids. Like it could be sporting events, it could be like yeah. summer programs. So basically, they're that. looking for those kids to be active. It's almost like right. you're like a hyper hyper qualified babysitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Through the so, summer I mean, when the kids are like, out of school. Yeah, in the department of how to run things, and um, sometimes it would be like going on the field trips or whatever. Dude, that's fucking dope, man! And like, did you go back to the mainland? I loved that experience. What's that? Did you go back to the mainland, or did you just fucking stay? Yeah, I I had to go back after um, summer ended for me to finish my schooling, and then after that, though, I was like, no, I want to go to Hawaii. And and then at that time, though, too, I was I was with someone. from Hawaii so it just kind of and my sister was living here too so it made the move easier got you should I even ask or should I go next question no (laughs) next question (laughs) oh my god you are so I think we talked enough about the relationship I gotta be honest I wanted more I didn't want to go all springer with it but wanted a little more Sarah like Springer. Um, I'm so uh, anyway all right yeah yeah, yeah 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 dude and so I don't, I don't even know what to follow up with that man like you fucking wind up in Hawaii so what I've heard about Hawaii is it's so fucking hard to move there because of the cost of living it is expensive I mean everywhere like anything in life is gonna have its its pros and its cons and you just have to 
figure out what's most important to you, what makes you happy, really. So you're just great at budgeting. Um, I mean, I'm still working. I'm still working towards, uh, you know, life goals of being able to like own my own property and whatnot. But uh, right now I'm surviving and living comfortably to what makes me happy. So we're still in the process of um, achieving personal goals. (laughs) Great way to put it. Dude, you like, why are you not like a fucking governor or a mayor? You just uh, know how to answer questions (laughs) the right way, Sarah. Oh my God. I am impressed with how you like, you just like, and it's not a bad quality, man, but you, you like that, maybe it's the journaling, that super positive mentality. Like, (laughs) It, it's it, refreshing you know, you're right i think it, it is. really is well it's just it's just me being more like again in the present moment at flow not worrying about how i come across or thinking about other people you know it, like i used yeah. to always just have so much on my mind that now it's again like i said it's just so much more peaceful and life is a lot easier and it's just yeah the again speaking from the heart so it's pretty easy right no dude yeah dude it's a fucking and and it's funny because it's a great place to be when um and i'm not saying you don't give like two fucks two shits or whatever because again you're not like much of a cursor but it's essentially that kind of a thing that that peace brings um yeah dude that's yeah and again like this is all relatively new to me like within the last three three months i would say at least three maybe four months yeah thanks um, thanks to that whole asshole. new part of me yeah that it's like it's just <laughs> again like i'm gonna stick with it because like i'm enjoying myself like the quality of my life has improved so much that it's like you know why not keep exploring this and um looking to improve and better yourself dude so like do you wake up at like five in the morning get a cup of coffee and you're like journaling <laughs> like is it like chamomile tea at night like, do you have a routine? Sometimes, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, this yes. last month, randomly, I will wake up at like 2 a.m., like 12 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and just uh, have the urge to journal. <laughs> Holy shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Based on a and, dream? Uh, like, what's waking me. you up? Yeah. Something, something wakes me up to do it. Do you know what it is? Like, do you remember? Is it a common thing? No, it's just it's just me waking up for whatever reason, and then um, I, you know, I, sometimes I feel though like okay, there's a reason why I'm waking up, and so when I I feel like I have, like I I wake up and like okay, I have energy kind of too, so I I uh, will either read from my journal like what I what was last on my mind. Oh wow! Um, and then I. And then I continue it sort of, or whatever, or whatever may have, um, or whatever I went through maybe the day before or that week, if it was kind of on my mind, I feel like that's, I just have that feeling of this is a good time to write about it or yeah. And so, uh, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing this last month. <laughs> Dude, I had no fucking idea when we started talking, we would get so in depth into your journaling habits. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. I didn't know that either. But hopefully, it helps other people. Dude, or um, no, because I, I mean, it's it's honestly helped me. So whoever right? listens to this, like if they feel 
right so, like they got a lot on their mind or again like we talked about if your emotional indicator is on the negative side like that that's for me i've discovered that's a great way to start journaling so, and when you do it consistently you you find a lot of peace within yourself dude and i love what you said about like reading back because again, self-reflection, right? Like you can find yeah. out where you are and then you think about mm-hmm. certain situations almost removed from the emotion. Um, right. So can, and I, I don't know why, but can I tell you a fucked up time when I made fun of journalers? Um, yeah, just sure. Because I, I mean, I may have a, agreed with you during I, that. I don't <laughs> want to be a hypocrite. So I'm a teacher and there's maybe 12 teachers in a room. And something that gets put upon teachers during their planning time is different like professional developments. So mm-hmm. we have a professional come in who's a mental health counselor. Mm. She wants you to go around the room and she wants you to say one thing you've been doing that you're proud of, that you're happy with, that you feel good mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So I'm all the way like to the back end. So I know I'm like 12. And my fucked up mind, I'm like, what do I want to say that's just going to be a fucking, like, like not asshole, but like just stupid, just to see, right? So people are sharing, oh, I got a dog. Oh, my daughter's done this. Oh, my uh-huh. spouse has done this. They come to me and I'm like, huh. again, I'm the basketball coach of whatever, right? I'm like, I started journaling. And I feel so good about myself. Uh-huh. And as soon as I say it, like four fucking people just start cracking up. And my really? me- dude, oh yeah, because they ne- like they're they're like you're fucking lying, but at the same time oh. they're trying to like hold the profession. Like our bosses are there, this fucking counselor uh-huh. lady's there, like everyone else has like gone with all like superficial shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I started working out. Oh, I and and I'm yeah. just like so I went like tripled down on the emotional vulnerability Uh completely inappropriate and i felt like three or four of them knew i was bullshitting but at the same time two or three thought it was real (laughs) so they start giggling at me and i act like a total fucking bitch dude i go if you're gonna mock my emotional vulnerability (laughs) then maybe i don't feel comfortable co-working with you and i thought this was a safe space and I fucking like, like I own the role. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. whatever my mind is of that journaler, but all that to say this, hearing you tell that story, I feel like a complete fucking ass. Like journaling <laughs> is the best fucking thing to help you overcome some shit. And I feel yeah. like, I, I, I don't know, again, verbal journal. Like I feel like an asshole for mocking and mocking is no. a strong word because I, mean, I don't know everyone, if I was mocking, I, but you're like fucking playing on like a stereotype of like, oh, a guy would never journal, and like that's where my mind went. But at the yeah. same time, like, it seems super valuable. It seems super important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, is is at different places in their life, and people always will have different uh, strategies of what helps them. So like, you're so like you fucking said, polite. Um, I can't believe you didn't call me an asshole. You, you like, you <laughs> had to want to call me an asshole for that, dude. It was a fucking total dick move. Again, maybe like a few years ago, I may have. No, God. no, I'm just kidding. But, um, no, Governor. yeah, you just, you can just be like so much more, like just under, 
understanding, I guess, is the is a good word to yeah. use of no, yeah, um, of situations and understanding. You know, everyone's again different, and everyone has different strategies. What what works for them, and right. again, it could be in a journaling form. It could be again when you are expressing yourself just to other people. That does right. that is a way of focusing your your thoughts. It's just verbally. Um, or recordings too, like if you can record yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, like when you let it all out and you're honest and you're truthful about it, like that's like a release, you know, it's like a release of uh, the thoughts that are usually cluttered in yeah. your mind. So, like, why is that not happening? Like, do you not have, and I'm not, this is not a judgment thing because I don't have this, but like, do you not have like a bestie or a sister that you're feeling yeah. okay with sharing these thoughts with? You know, I usually will kind of stick to myself first. I, I like to, at least, um, yeah, recently for sure. I like to <laughs> stick to myself first and understand it myself. And then uh, when I am around people who I know um, kind of understand on deeper, like philosophical levels and I feel safe and comfortable around, I will share with them. Uh, so like, some of my close friends um yeah like why two or three of my close friends why do you like to (laughs) why do you like to work it out with yourself first because it's uh it's me it's me having control and understanding of my own emotions what's going on with myself because i am the one in control of what i choose to react and think uh so i like to try to focus it out onto paper and get a better kind of handle on it first and then speak to others about it. Or sometimes if it is in the moment and I've, and I, I'm using that technique of just letting it all out, right. right? Expressing it verbally, then, then it will come out. Um, if I'm with, if I happen to be with, you know, that person, but I usually don't like call someone to, start expressing myself to them like this is going on right now and i'm feeling like this like right um yeah so most of the time i'm just by myself and i'll i'll reflect on it and then when i am with my i see my friend or whatever then i will um kind of verbally express it to them too yeah and and i don't know i like and i asked that and then i almost felt like a dick like i'm trying to make you like i don't know like act like why can't you talk to your friends kind of a thing? But I I feel like, but like at the same time, I'm like, I feel like a lot of people deal with that. Like you have these friends, you have these trusted people, but like Mm -hmm. how open, right. And and this is not a you thing. This is just in general, Mm -hmm. again, philosophical. How open are you with these friends? How much do they actually know about you? How many boundaries walls are you putting up where, comparatively speaking how truthful can you be to yourself in your journal and how fucking good does that feel right like so that's kind of where i went yeah i think that brings up a good question though if you're not comfortable with your what you call friends to be able to truly express yourself are they really your friends like that's why i feel like my circle is so small because it's like you know you have to for me, a friend, someone, you know, that's worth having in your life, you should be comfortable being yourself. Right. You should be able to express yourself freely. And again, that you know that they're not going to judge you. You know that they're going to be honest with you. 
Um, and again, just be willing to genuinely hear you out. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, um, at least I've found, there's not too many people that you run into during your life that you can do that with. So when you right. do find those people, I feel like you should really value and um, cherish them. Well, that's fucking wise, right? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> dude, dude, that's fucking, yeah. Was that hard? So, and like, was that weird moving to Hawaii? And I know you had a couple of relationships there. What, mm-hmm. and like, whatever, it, it almost puts you back in like fourth grade or whatever, but like finding those friends on an island, any sort of difficult or like you feel like a spirit led them to you or they were the relationships you had? Of like finding uh, close friendships. Yeah, because um, you're moving, right? Like that, dude. That's fucking tough, man. You move to a new place to yeah, find people you at, can at trust. First, yeah, at first it was very challenging. I I remember um, uh, being a little uh, upset just because, or I don't know if upset was the word, but just uh, feeling kind of down because I didn't have my own group of friends here. I I was just you know with. Um, my sister that I would see sometimes and then uh, my boyfriend at the time too, but I didn't really have like my own group. So it, it took some time adjusting. Um, but then again, once I, I got older and I did find, um, you know, good quality friends. Uh, and I got so busy with talkie fit that I didn't really need too many people in my life to, feel happy and then again I went mm. on this whole kind of realization and awakening where again I'm just I'm happy with myself right now so right. so the few people that are in my circle they just you know they enhance it when you're around them because they're great they're great people you know great energy to be around and stuff so um yeah I'm, I'm happy with the few good friends great Do, friends that I have here <laughs> I feel yeah and, and it, I, I it's an odd ass question but I feel like we've uh, again, com- like, so if we take it all the way back, you come out of an ocean in a bikini, <laughs> dribble basketballs with some dope moves. And I fucking message you and be like, yo, love to have you on the podcast. And uh-huh. we've gone from that to this like kind of deep philosophical, like friendship, yeah. emotional thought circle kind of conversation. And uh-huh. I-, I-, I guess that's why I was thinking, and I'm not trying to make you like feel bad about that limited circle, but I feel like you're right. I, I feel like people are meant to have like that tight pack that they mm-hmm. can trust because trust is so hard to be earned. And why I brought it up was moving has to make that so much harder, man. And so that dude, that's interesting. Why, why were you not happy with like the sister and boyfriend group? You felt like those were forced relationships or you weren't no, vibing I mean, with those people? I just, I was coming, I think from, a, a my last part where I was living, I just had all my, excuse uh, me, my, my girlfriends around me, my friends, gotcha. you know, and we would always go and do things. And yeah, so you're just pissed. When I was you're here, like, it's not this like I didn't isn't have like a it was in Cali. stuff with. Yeah. And at that time too, like I was always, I was younger. So like I was always doing things with other people. I was never comfortable doing things individually, like by myself, like I am now. So it was just like, Oh, I don't have my friends anymore. And again, that was a very conditional, um, 
conditional situation that I put it on. Like, why am I sad? Cause I don't have friends. Like, you know, yeah, I, now I can be happy by myself. <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal. Like you said, like I had like my sister and my boyfriend, whatever at the time, but it's like, you know, that that's not really that Wait, big of a factor. Were anymore. you comfortable enough to go to a movie by yourself? Cause to me, that's the ultimate fucking like <laughs> swag move of, I don't give a fuck yeah, if I have someone. I have not done that yet, actually. Um, yeah. Dude, that that I don't, know. I, I don't even know the last movie I've seen. I don't really go to the movie. I think because the movie theater has been shut down. Too. Right. Oh yeah. So I guess piss poor like question timing. But like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, like you can go to a bar by yourself. You can. Right. I don't know if you're like if you're eating dinner by yourself. I feel like most people go to a bar, right? But like, there's certain. I've done that. Eat dinner by myself. At a table. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like yeah, just me. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Have you really? Yeah. Dude, tell like, me. Like, there's somewhere I want to go eat, then I'll go eat there and experience it. Take myself on a date. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Sarah. Are you on your phone the whole time, not talking to yourself? And then you're like, why am I on my phone? I should be spending time with myself. <laughs> no. I mean, I'll get on my phone sometimes. But now, um, you know, understanding, like, being present i'm just very observant now like taking in what's around me and uh observing what's going on (laughs) oh my god and like how many just random ass dudes are buying you drinks oh i don't know there's (laughs) no comment now i don't i don't really drink anymore it's just whatever comes by comes by but Maybe I should have asked how many random ass drinks do you like turn away and you're like, nah. <laughs> no, I haven't really, I'm again, like since COVID, I don't really. Yeah. Um, right. Options are limited. Out. Yeah. Got you. Dude, it's amazing that like, and, and, and it's pretty interesting. I was actually talking to one of my friends today. Um, I'd sat down, I had a couple of beers and we were talking about COVID being like sink or swim, like opportunity versus Mm -hmm. quarantine and like with all this extra what are you doing and i feel like you fucking like you've lived life in covid man like it's 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 like it really (laughs) like it's amazing how much like this lockdown actually impacted you in such a positive way it it really has um like i said it, it gave me an opportunity to finally take a step back from all the work that I was doing with Talkie Fit and really take care of myself. Right. And again, like just really look within myself, which has helped me just become Dude, it, a it, much more peaceful, uh, you know, person within my life. And it needs to become a fucking holiday. Like if, <laughs> if you're in America, we should mark March as like COVID month and just COVID everybody. Month where everyone stays home. Dude, <laughs> Just fucking chill out with your capitalistic like like sensations. Fucking yeah. like like reconnect with people. Like get mm-hmm. disconnected to see what's important to you, right? Like so what's ultimately important to you when you have free time what you choose to do. So what are you doing with all this time? Find that uh, out. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like yeah. people need that, man. Like that that would be fucking kind of awesome to be honest with you. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, like I've used this time to improve the relationship within myself <laughs> and, uh, right. and, and just also exploring different avenues, uh, personally for me so that I can experience it so that I can also get inspiration of what I want to add to my program, uh, to also help the athletes that I work with and, you know, the, the community and whatnot. And so for me, part of that is being able to experience it personally myself, which has been through the things we've been talking about, like journaling, meditation, and uh, understanding mind, body, spirit, how it all comes together and can really improve one's performance and overall well-being um, throughout their life. Yeah. How, what's your relationships like with the people you train? Is it like one-time only type things? Is it like you're seeing kids in sixth grade and all of a sudden now they're like high school players and you've been working with them for years? Is there a yeah, typical so, relational thing? Um, yeah, Talkie Fit, we've been around for about four years now. So the kids that we started with, they were around anywhere between third to fifth grade. <clears throat> so now they're like all in either middle school or they're just entering high school right now. Uh, and yeah, we usually work with them at least any, like, it depends on how many times they sign up. So they could go anywhere between like one to, I don't, I don't even remember six, eight times a week if they like double up on days. <laughs> um, so again, like we, sometimes we, uh, yeah, we've worked with kids just from fourth grade and now they're in high school and they're, they're doing really well, like top players and they're their school teams and What's stuff. The, so is the basketball culture like wicked competitive or if you have like a decent set of skills over there, you're going to shine. Like what is Hawaiian basketball culture like? Um, I mean, it, we're limited because we're on an island, you know, yeah, so right, the number exactly. of schools, the number of schools here um, are limited. Uh, but there is a big basketball community here. Um, a lot of kids play um, all year round and, um, yeah, they, they have, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's just the school number of schools here are so limited that again, it's it, sometimes it's hard for them to get outside competition, uh, because they're, you know, it, it's hard to travel to and from Hawaii, right. uh, during the travel season because it's so expensive. Right. So, yeah. Oh Jesus. Um, right. Like what, like, what do you, you don't want to like just hop to California for a weekend <laughs> and like grab yeah, like I mean, six that's, games, that's usually, like, you know? all they can afford to is like maybe to travel twice, maybe three times a year um, uh, to go so like true. to the mainland, you know? Right. Um, I didn't even think about that, dude. That's got to suck for like the AAU of Hawaii. Yeah. I didn't so, even I mean, consider like, that. Oh trying to get more teams to come here would, you know, be ideal to, right. um, so that, you know, the teams that are visiting can also, their, their families can kind of get a little vacation as they, they play in their tournament too. Yeah, 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 dude. So like I live in a beach town in Southern Delaware and like, that's our whole fucking market. It's like, come mm -hmm. play lacrosse here, come for this lacrosse tournament and spend the weekend at the beach, you know, like mm -hmm. come play baseball, spend the weekend at the beach. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that like, do you get a bunch of California people? I shouldn't say a bunch, but do you get like people coming in and like um... setting up tournaments or not typically? Or, I mean, I get a lot of people from everywhere just uh, 
joining our training program while they oh. come and visit Hawaii. Like I've had people from all over uh, Japan, Australia. I think um, I saw you do I- something Israel and you had posted Korea. something about the yeah. Philippines. <laughs> Like that, that was weird to me. Like, how does this happen? <laughs> how are you like in all these different that? countries? I, I saw you like thanking people in the Philippines. I'm like, how the oh. fuck is she like training basketball people? How does that word get out? <laughs> oh, you know, I, um, I don't know. You know, I think I've just been uh, blessed for people that have, you know, caught attention through our, our page and, you know, they enjoy, they believe in the work that I do and stuff. And so they reach out and yeah, I've just um, been very fortunate to have opportunities presented to me to work with athletes from all over, you know, different countries, just different parts of the mainland. And, and this COVID has really given me the chance to be able to work with the athletes that are, you know, from the mainland and stuff, just at least like, through you know like zoom i'm able to reach out to like my followers and stuff a lot more um yeah again there's just just opportunities with uh every situation if you kind of look for them (laughs) no yeah right exactly like you're just using the time as an opportunity Mm -hmm. right all right man well speaking of time you've given me almost two and a half hours of your time at this point (laughs) right and like i really thank you for that because i know with the time gap we had to reschedule um get so this is how i end the podcast please get ready to tell me a cool story okay i call this segment can i get your best first for last We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. Your best first for last. Cool story. Well, I was, um, I'm going to always say my coolest story um, was when Kobe Bryant reached out to me to train first Gigi and Alyssa. That was like. Dude, I so most- fucking thought she, like, that's her on your Facebook page, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So Holy I mean, that is shit. I didn't want to ask, but Jesus, I'm I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt, but I noticed that, <laughs> and I was like, I, I I didn't know how to be a fanboy without being a fanboy. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, yeah. That that was definitely the coolest moment. I mean, that was so unexpected to be requested upon. You know, one of the greatest of all time to fuck yeah, uh, be trusted and to work with his daughter. And then again, the second time, um, it was just reassurance when he wanted me to come out again to work with uh, his team, the Mambas. So um, that was definitely, again, a very um, oh, no. Please take us there, Jesus Christ! How does like how does Kobe <laughs> know you? Do you, do you have the time to get into this? Please, like, just yeah, a couple yeah, minutes. Sure. Like um, how does like you had to fucking jump through the roof? Like, are, is that a text <laughs> message? Do you have a manager? Jesus yeah, Christ, how does so Kobe... I was at um, I was at like my weekend training, which is like all day long. And I noticed I when we were done, um, I was in the car with some of my other tra- trainers, and I was like, oh, I got a voicemail. So I, I was, <laughs> oh no, 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 I'm sorry. It was during during training. I listened to the voicemail, and it was, um, you know, one of his assistants calling, and she said that, oh, please give me a call back. I have a high profile um, client that wants to you know, get in touch with you. And you didn't and know. So, 
No, because like, I was like in the middle of the training. I was like, oh, high profile like client, and so like, like who is this? Like the whole training, like we're wondering, okay, who could this be? And before that, though, Kobe was following me for quite a while, like few, like I can't even remember, but at least a few months. I noticed that he was following me on Instagram because um, you know when I clicked, we clicked on his page. Like he, he only followed like not less than a hundred people. Um, oh shit! Humble so, brag. So, so, Keep going. Humble he, brag. Yeah. You fucking so earned like, it. <laughs> so I was like, "Why is he following me?" Like I would always be thinking that, like, "Why is he following me?" <laughs> and um, yeah, well, because you fucking empower women. But keep going. Yeah. So then, uh, after training, I was finally able to give them a call back, and then she said it was Kobe Bryant, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what the hell? Right? Um, why does he want me?" Like that. That was another moment of me. Oh my. You know, when he when he did pass away, that was another time of self reflection. Um, and he really just the experience of him reaching out to me um, on more than one occasion really brought like my confidence up too because I was always like thinking to myself like why again like why me why is he choosing me this dude that's amazing not typical girl like or you know what I mean this not typical figure within the basketball community when he can literally get whoever Anyone. he wants you know dude, that's so um, amazing like Kobe Bryant gets up with you and your mind goes negative instead of positive <laughs> like, right right wow. well that's what I I mean, it was a, it's a bad, it was always a battle for me. Like I could understand the positivity of it, of like the confidence gain I could get from it of like, like I, I was always trying to convince myself that no, like Kobe Bryant, like wants you like, this is good. Like he obviously approves of your work and stuff. Like I would always tell myself that, but then in the back, there was always that like ego side of me, like saying, mm. well, like why me? Like, why are you like getting this from him and stuff? Like as a, I wasn't worthy of being able to work like, you know, be trusted by him and work with his, yeah. his daughter and his, his whole team. Um, so when I was able to actually ask him that question though, cause it was in my mind of why did you choose me? You had uh, the balls me, to ask him that dude, that's fucking boss. Jesus. I mean, I need it. I needed to know. Oh my God. Well, like, well, how did he find, I think I asked, how did you find me? Um, he, he said that I popped up on his search page, you know, dribbling the two basketball, right. I think it was on the beach. And so he thought that was like really impressive. And he started following my training. And then he told me that he was really impressed by them. He liked, he was a big believer in fundamentals and he, you could just tell by observing the trainings that I put a lot of thought into it and they're, they're fundamentally based. And so he liked that. Um, and then later when I got to meet his assistant, his assistant told me that he like called her at like 3am in the morning and said, find this girl. Uh, he like sent her a video. I think of me like dribbling two basketballs or whatever. He's like, <laughs> find this girl, blah, blah, blah. And so then that's when I got the call. And um, yeah, it was just when I had that time to reflect, when he passed away, it again oh, he made dude. me realize that dude. um again, like this is this is something that I need to believe in and what, what I'm doing. Like full force, like confidently believe in because 
like one of the greatest of all time just put the stamp on you that he trusts you he believes in your program he believes in the things that you're doing with you know your community and uh the basketball community around you and the kids so it's like you know why why do i keep um kind of having this voice in my head questioning right questioning me and my abilities and yeah so, that should have uh, fucking sealed the deal right there that should have been affirmation <laughs> right like 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 would Jesus have to come and be like, okay, now I believe I'm good. Right. Like it's fucking Kobe Bryant. Jesus. Christ. Yeah. So, I mean, that was an amazing experience that I would never forget. And I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity, you know, to, so, so work with them and everything. Well, so I had someone on the podcast who actually worked with his, with Gigi in sixth grade, Luke. And Mm -hmm. Luke told me Kobe Bryant. So Luke was a high school player. He now trains NBA guys. Mm -hmm. And he like Kobe asked, Hey man, work my, work my daughter's sixth grade at the time, sixth grade team out. Mm -hmm. So Luke comes down and throws up back to back. It was air balls or bricks. And (laughs) and Kobe starts talking shit. And was Kobe's like, you going to fucking make one or what, bro. And, And like, and like Luke's like his high point was like, Luke was like, Next one's in. What the fuck are you talking about? And like, he felt so great talking shit back to Kobe because it's yeah. like, that's what you fucking do. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Like, so what happened when he came? Like what happened when the squad, what like the Mamba girls came? It was, um, I mean, it was, I, I worked with them for like, a week so holy shit um, yeah the first few days i honestly i had an anxiety attack (laughs) (laughs) i was like just like but he he wasn't there actually the first like i know kobe's listening now now that he's uh, (laughs) i know he's listening but honestly if you can look at that first day i think it was the first day like or the second it was like the first two days like i had a really bad anxiety attack for whatever reason again dude, it was the that fucking pressure yeah dude the fucking pressure it was that absolutely pressure that i put on myself 100%. again and, it, and so um yeah i mean because my other trainer coach jose i mean if you guys ever asked him how like freaking out i was it was pretty bad um but but it was like again it was just me questioning like my abilities to like make these workouts what i do every freaking day in right. hawaii for for kids that like they're this they're still the same kids like you know that's the amazing part right like they are just kids that that's what you forget and it was this again it was just this this growing point for me of um not like trying to not let that self-doubt and questioning just totally overpower me so i mean i got through the workouts fine and you know things went well internally it didn't feel like it was going well (laughs) in my mind but um but you know it went well and then the days that he did come like I finally was like able to like settle in and find myself and things were like flowing good again and um yeah it's just it's it's always going to be a chapter in my life that I can say was uh again just a a time where I could see the growth that I've made from then till now and how big of an impact he's made on me uh, kind of making that growth to where I am now of just being more confident in myself and not questioning so much 
the things that I'm doing. So like, do you take special care of his daughter while she's going through drills? Like, does that, does that register in your mind? Like, let me be a little easier. Let me be a little harder. Let me like not injure. Am I weird to think that way? But like, uh, I, I mean, feel like I mean, we're never trying to injure the kids. No, but... Yeah, yeah, but, but no, well, I guess I like, meant like, you don't want to go too hard. Well, and maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way, but like when I think about like open gyms and shit that like I've run, and again, I'm nowhere on your level, man. But like if whatever you got pads out, you're trying to like simulate a defensive stance to make a kid react and like get wherever mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine the pressure of like, training that sort of kid in that kind of condition. Like I, I, like I would be freaking out about every little aspect of, Oh my God, will this like hurt someone? If we do this, if we play this game, could someone Uh, tear an ACL kind of a thing? Do you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like that's where my mind goes. Yeah. No, I mean, um, definitely like when, you know, Gigi was close and stuff, he'd try to give her as much um, instruction to help her out as as possible. Um, he would point out two things that she needed. So I would try, or me or Jose would try to help her out when we would notice those things. Gotcha. Um, but again, it, it was kind of like not, at the time it was again, questioning, well, should I do this? Should I do this? Like, should I yeah. set up like this? And it's like, again, you're, I was, uh, I think getting overwhelmed because I was, wasn't tuning into myself and what I knew how to do. Right. And whenever I write my workouts here, it's what I believe in. It's what I feel like this is what I need to do. It was like, I started thinking like, okay, well, are they going to want this? They want Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, mind versus spirit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you've been saying it all day. Mind versus spirit, man. Like, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's you mind fucking yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, you need the, you honestly, you need the two in order to grow, though. Like, oh, your mind sure. will help you grow spiritually. So, like, it's like, you don't want to, like, suppress one or the other, but, like, they both need to be in duality with each other to, to, so, to really grow. Dude, you had to challenge Kobe to something a fucking shooting game, one on one. Tell, please tell me you did. Just to fucking no, see. No, actually, we, we didn't. We started talking about, like, the punies and his, and just, like, his travel schedule for um, his team and stuff. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to actually um, – he – yeah, we were actually supposed to see each other in March for the Mamba tournament because he invited our team out to, to play in it. Oh, um, shit. And we were going to be – yeah, like, the only team – from Hawaii because it was it was gonna be really hard for us you know to uh, to make it out there so he, he actually invited us to go and we weren't that got postponed due to COVID and then you know his his tragic accident too so it's just like so many things kind of piled up right after each other is that and it like I refer to it because I'm young enough like 9-11 was a moment for me but I, mm-hmm. I became a father and I guess I'll, I'll like set the stage with this. So I'm taking my daughter to field hockey practice mm-hmm. and we're driving down the road. I, we live country and there are two cars racing that are approaching us like, mm-hmm. like just fucking flooring it. And I got to like swerve over. I got to get in the shoulder. I almost get in a fucking ditch. 
and I'm pissed mm-hmm. off. I call the cops. I'm like, yo, man, two kids are fucking whatever drag racing. I got my kid in the back. Mm-hmm. She's 10 and I'm fucking floored. I'm like, dude, I just want to go enjoy my daughter. So mm-hmm. then all that to say, right? Like, like, you know, it's a lot. I feel like it's what most dads kind of do. Right. So mm-hmm. all that to say, we get home and then three, four hours later, you feel like it's a fucking hoax. Like, Kobe Bryant's mm. helicopter crashed. Oh wow! So that happened to you right before you. Dude, got yeah, that and, news. and like, and wow. yeah, not, not to be like self-absorbed about it, but where my mind immediately went was, Jesus Christ, Kobe that on a helicopter. You. Like, yeah. Well, no, no, fucking him. Like, dude, I, I was empathetic. I'm like, the one of the more competitive motherfuckers that you grow up idolizing mm-hmm. is completely helpless yeah. to 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 win. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. fucked me up, man. My daughter like had to come to me and I was like crying and she's like, daddy, yeah. what's wrong? And I'm like, like, I can't explain that to you. Like my daughter, like Shiloh, I'm like, I'm sorry, but yeah. like I- I'm flashing to you in this car and I'm flat and I'm yeah. thinking about this man and what's fucking robbed from his daughter's future. And like, mm-hmm. it's so unjust. So I guess all that to say, did you having, and dude, I never met him. I, I like, you mm-hmm. know, like I didn't actually have an interaction and, help or or partake mm-hmm. in a life did you have one of those moments where you're like jesus this is where it was when i found out or like this is oh, what was yeah. going on yeah um yeah i was actually um at home and my high school coach called me and she told me to turn on the news to cnn oh, God. um and so again like when i saw it too i it was another I would say another significant emotional moment in my life. And this was after like my breakup. So like, I just, I already knew too, cause this was so significant that like, I need to, I need to journal this out and I um, need to kind of sort my emotions and what, you know, really reflect like this impact that he's left um, me, me personally, but then also, you know, to the, to the world right. um because it, it really was like a 9 11 moment even though less less people you know passed away from it yes it had that same impact i really so. feel like it did man like i feel like basketball hoopers especially who grew up with him like that is like you remember where you remember when yeah and it's again uh it, it just comes to show you that you know, through their sacrifices, there's things in life that you cannot control. And, you know, things happen for a reason, whether you want them to or not. Uh, and it's just like, what are the the lessons though you can take from it? And unfortunately, innocent people had to sacrifice their lives through this tragic event. But it, I think it really made people kind of stop and uh, realize that there's things that you can't control in life. So try to appreciate every moment and be grateful for the things that you have. Cause it may not be there the next day. Um, and again, just really made people think about the impact that, that Kobe made uh, during his time here on earth. You know, he, he did a lot more than just his basketball success. He yeah. was, you know, a motivator. Uh, he motivated everybody to try to pursue their passion um and you and know with focus dominated. they can yeah yeah with focus they can achieve their um desires and i you know i honestly feel as though that's why he may have also been drawn to me and reached out to me because that's something that i'm really passionate about also is 
uh, just helping people kind of find themselves and just being true to themselves and, and following with what they feel. Was there like a tone? Like, were you crying sad that day journaling? Were you angry, upset? Were you just fucking questioning? Like, what what was the writing process like? Yeah, um, I, I did make a, a post on it. I was definitely um, just kind of at shock first, you know, like, oh, like, why does this, why does this happen to happen to to him and to these families that were on the plane or on the helicopter. Cause I knew everybody on that helicopter except the pilot. Um, yeah. So it was just this shocking moment of, wow. Like I knew these people and all of a sudden they're just, they're gone. And so it was very, um, shocking and, and just sad. Cause it was just such a, a tragedy that nobody had control over, you know, like nothing could have been done from it it happened and it yeah. is what it is and so it's like again how do you kind of navigate your way through these emotions now and what can you take from it and it's again it really helped me become more grateful uh and understand sort of uh again the reasons why he he chose me and kind of the impact that he's had on the world like it, it's not just me i feel like that he's impacted like there's so many people who he he came in touch with that I think with the event of him passing away, it kind of ignited them to fulfill whatever it is that they are passionate about and kind of pass on his legacy, you know, through their, their works too, following their passion. Well, you want to live up to the expectation, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if dominance is the expectation, man, I want to honor you in this way. Um, I, I feel like that has happened. I was amazed to see how many, and again, I'm, I'm a fucking nobody, but like, I was amazed to see how like impactful so many players, like, like, like just the, I need to be great. I need to dominate. I need to compete. I I need Mm -hmm. to, I need to be my best. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so sad that it had to be reinforced like with his death. But it's mm-hmm. awesome that so many people have embraced his mantra, you know, like what he's about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and sometimes, like I said, sometimes it takes these extremely significant events, though, that trigger these yeah. within us. Again, it's something. It's sometimes it's something that has to break you, or until it's in your face, right, where you're dealing with it, right. um, that it ignites you to become a better version of you. And, and to me, I feel like he, his, um, his passing definitely triggered that in people. And I know I was um, one of them that kind of came more into clarity with what, uh, my, with my own abilities and my confidence. Man, I, Sarah, I can't, I, dude, I can't thank you. No, I can't believe I was able to talk to you for almost three hours at this point and (laughs) literally like, dude, literally fucking no idea that it would be like philosophical like that. And then a fucking Kobe (laughs) Bryant story. And, um, I like it. it, And again, I'm a nobody, but like, don't, don't, don't fucking (laughs) doubt yourself. Well, like basketball, yeah. Basketball wise, dude, like basketball wise, whatever. Like ain't nobody fucking calling me to like train their kids type shit. But like, dude, it's, (laughs) It's amazing. And I think it's really inspiring. This is my biggest thing is again, like you look at you through what you post and I don't think people think doubt when they see you at all. Like if you ranked top 10, 
I don't know if doubt mm-hmm. gets in there anyway. And wow. I think it's I know that's great then. Like if I can share this story cuz I know exactly. everybody not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people go through it. 100%. So it's like if I can just share my story then yeah. Dude, that then, help that that's what I was getting at. Like I, I I'm just so grateful that someone in your um position Mm-hmm. is willing to be vulnerable enough to like open up and be like, dude, I had a lot of shit that just fucking made me doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, including and one really big asshole. Fuck that guy, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that's me. Like, if, that's if not I you. That's me. Vulnerable, you know, like if I, I would have never had these stories for you cause I wouldn't have known what that's like to be vulnerable and stuff. So it's like, again, everything happens for a reason. Everything's all good all the time. <laughs> Dude, you're going to be a fucking governor. You just recover so smoothly and you play shit off so well, Sarah. Um, I'll be Thank honest. You. you have my vote. You have my vote. Run for president because I'd fucking vote for you over. Um, anyway, yeah. I <laughs> Run. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for your time. It was so great uh, getting to know you. And I just, I, yeah. honestly, man, I really appreciate you um, just being so open and honest, dude. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you about everything. Nice. All right, man. Hey, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. Have a good and night. Bye. Bye. On the subject I like most. Thanks to Sarah for taking so much time out of her busy schedule to um, allow us to get into her struggles and successes on the podcast. I really love it when people, um, especially role models, just talk about their own personal struggles, self-doubts. Um, but she does it, and most people do. They do it with the hope of encouraging and inspiring youngins. <laughs> and um, listeners, if you are not following Sarah on IG, Taki Fit, especially if you are a baller, you really need to be. Thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the pod. Please go to AndrePsyche.com for some trippy merch. That's going to be worth checking out. And if you haven't already, please friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The word of the podcast today is oscillate. Oscillate, like those old school stand-up fans in those New York City apartments. Oscillate. Post that word on any of our social media sites or tag the pod when you use it on yours. And you'll get a shout out on the very next podcast as a thank you for making it to the actual end of the pod. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. All you got to do is message us. Aloha.